What's going on, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mucus Free Life Podcast. And it wouldn't be Mucus Free Life if we didn't have a couple little technical issues. So we, but we are here. We're a little bit late. Later than we said we would be, but we are here to have a great episode, a great show. Really excited to talk to our guest today, Danny. Lucky, and we'll be bringing her on very shortly but what is going on with all of you if you're out there feel free to say what's up in the chat what's what's going on uh piler how are you doing good evening from philly we got the the philly crew (laughs) philly folks is is in the house today so uh so yeah so things are always interesting out here in the the world of pus and mucus eating and what's what's going on now so the it's nice to see a little bit of resistance with these mandates these things that are going on i'm seeing more uh protest and throwing trash in the mayor's yard in new york and the blasio i saw a video they just throwing all kinds of trash in there and since the sanitation workers aren't working right now since they're basically saying well either get a shot or you can't work they're like well i guess we're not going to work and that's probably not a good idea to mess with the sanitation folks these you need to respect these folks you you messing with them and uh folks are gonna be really uh, unhappy when you find out that uh your garbage does not collect itself it does not take <laughs> it does not take itself to the the landfill and and so, uh, yeah, that'll be good to, for people to learn because just overall, uh, people really need to learn <laughs> that when, and you can do that with, with people's resistance. I lost a little faith last year because I thought like, I mean, you people were just getting beat up and just taking it just like that. This is great. Whatever, you know, just going right along. Okay. Face man. Okay. Two, two weeks shut down and two weeks turns into six months turns into a year just just oh just flatten the curve just use the face mask well we'll just get the shot we'll just do it you know it's just like don't don't people study abusive like that's like this abusive relationship that we (laughs) people have with the uh with what they call their their government that's just straight that's just straight abuse just textbook but uh and my thing is fight fighting the abuse fighting and uh and crippling it disabling it and then throwing that thing away and uh and starting over again that's where i'm at with that but yeah we are going to be things are going to get continue to be more and more interesting because we're going to see the effects the long term have no one has a clue the long-term effects of what we'll call the procedure uh, since uh, if I use a different terminology for the procedure here on YouTube, that we will uh, the video will get yanked down and my <laughs> might get rid of my 
channel, so we won't do that. But it's uh, it's definitely time. I mean, for those that are, if you're serious about life, you're serious about living, you're trying to, we say physiological liberation is the key thing we need to be focused on, and then coming up with a plan. Now, at this point, we all got to sort of cluster together, come up with our individual plans, and then ultimately come together as a larger whole. But, uh, I mean, that's what's being executed on our end right now. We're at a position where we got to we gotta work on some things in private now and then uh, not be broadcasting out you know, every, every little thing that we're going to do because it's getting that serious. They're really trying to shut down anybody speaking truth and trying to be about uh, real health, real vitality, real healing. That's getting to a point now where that's going to be illegal. It already is sort of illegal. It's like on this little gray area. And they pick and choose the people that have a lot of influence. If you have too much influence and you're talking a little too radical, they take you down. And that's where it's at right now. So we're underground. So we, we got a little we're cool for a minute. But it is what it is, as uh, Martin Luther King says, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And uh, freedom is, is I'm just I'm all about the freedom and the peace. And they are trying to. Uh, impinge on on both of these right about now and i saw <laughs> i saw this video i want to i want to share this thing real quick if i can if i can bring it up this this was beautiful this uh so finally some good news <laughs> hold on here uh, this is this is this is this is worth the <laughs> worth the wait here let me uh Add this stream. Check this. Uh, kids can get the vaccine. Five and up. So, so she, finally, some good news. Some good news. Uh, kids can get the vaccine. Kids can get the vaccine. Starting next week. Yeah. Great news. And uh, as soon as these guys can get it too, all bets are off. You anti-vaxxers, all bets are off. All bets are off. Uh, yeah. If I, if I um. If I can spread it like unknowingly after that, um, I'm gonna sneak on you. A lot of you, a lot of you, all bets are off because we're all done. We're all done with you. So as soon as these guys can be safe, screw the rest of you, screw the rest of you. Cause we're done, we're done. Yeah, yeah, no no more kind liberal here, done. Sad thing is some of your kids will die. But I hope they don't. Maybe they'll just take your kids from you. That'd be uh -huh. good. That this, thing is this old psychopathic, pus-eating, stank, old stank looking like, hold on, I haven't got what she, <laughs> I made a little video. Where did that go? Screw the rest of you. This was, this was what she reminded me of. She reminded me of the Joker. <laughs> dying because she kind of looked like the joker the way she was looking she had this little look and then she made me think it is like this this could be her future because this what this she's trying to talk mess about everybody and take people's kids it's like what's well, hard to take folks kids away when you when you're laying the one laying there dying because you uh you got a booster shot your fifth or sixth or seventh booster shot didn't agree with you 
And then all of a sudden you end up like that. So, you know, so like brother air says, uh, they, they shoot horses, don't they, you know? And so, so, okay. Cause we want to get rough. You want to get, you, you want to get it like that. We, we, okay. You know, I'll, Hey, let's, let's roll. Because like we said, I'm, I know we have a lot of pacifists that are in the community and that follow us and, you know, namaste, peace, love and breath and all that kind of stuff. But we ain't the ones like you don't think we're soft. Please don't think do not think just we're, we're eating fruits and we want peace. Don't think that we're not, you know, that <laughs> you're just going to uh, come in here and take people's kids and, and uh, force, you know, force your little ideas and you need this. Come and get to like, nah, we're, we're not the ones, you know, so. Uh, so that, but that's the level of constipation. I mean, this, this woman is psychopathic is using the psychopathic therapy session. She, she needs a good psychopathic therapy session and, um, you know, it, so, but that's what we're dealing with. I mean, we're, we're on a world trying to cohabitate with these insane people, these pus eating insane people. That ha- that whose brains are being run by uh, parasites. They're they're ridden with these parasites. They're just and so at this point, it's 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 gonna be an us versus them situation where it's it's the pus versus the mucus free, and it is what it is. And so that's that's because moving forward, it's gonna get more and more like that. Those lines are gonna get more and more. Pre- uh, uh, precise and you're going to be able to see like, okay, here's, here's this line. And so which, which side, which side you're going to be on, you know, that's, that's going to be the question. And so, uh, brother said, said, what did I miss? You missed psychopathic woman that's, uh, on here talking about just so happy to give her that she's able to now give her children, uh, these inoculations and she don't have a clue what's in them. She don't know anything about them or what's going on. So, and, uh, let's see, Tyson says she's got that demon energy. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that, like, you know, they're ready to just like, she, she wishes she could be a psychopathic killer. Like that would feel more comfortable for her, but she didn't, you know, she, she, whatever she's doing and who knows she, she could have a little Buffalo Bill happen, you know, going and it's starting to come to the surface. And uh, she could have a little bit of that. <laughs> like you said, yeah, she looks crazy. Yeah, she does. And, uh, and that's, that is it. So real quick, I want to tell everybody about our sponsor today. And uh, this is a product like, I, you know, I started having sponsors for the show because it really helps us out. But I only do that with things that I think everybody should have. So one thing that everybody should have is 2021. If you don't have a VPN, virtual private network, then you need to get one as soon as possible. I've been using VPN since like 2002 when I first went to college. Those things were ancient, like, and they only worked like half the time. But even back then, I knew and understood the importance of safety and being able to cloak. And when you got idiots like this woman that's out here 
then you gotta do take all steps that you can to protect your data, to not be spied on, keep that encryption level up, and, and so that you, you you don't need to be tracked. They don't you don't want to be giving away your your information, what you're searching. And most people don't why I saw a thing where people were they were surprised that that uh, your private messages on these platforms that they're that there's people that look at them that work for Facebook that work for I mean, these people are coming forward. They're talking about the work they do. And some of that work is to spy on the people. And people were so surprised, like, why are they? Oh, no. Why are they looking at this? you don't have no presumption of privacy on these platforms. These, these aren't your platforms they are theirs. And so anything you talk about in these private on those spaces is fair game for them uh, to take use in whatever you, you know, in whatever way they want. So with a VPN, you at least make it a little harder for them to track you. So I'm posting down. Uh, what I use is Nord VPN. It is, um, I've used that for almost, what has it been, nine years, eight, eight nine years. Uh, very user-friendly interface. You click it, turn it on, and you're protected. And if you need to turn it off real quick to do something and then turn it back on, it's real easy. Because that all used to be a big deal in the old VPNs. It used to be real hard to uh, just just do that, just something that was so simple. But uh, But, yeah, right now that's... Uh, that's where we are at. So if you don't have a VPN yet and you and I really encourage you to get one, you help out the show, help us out a lot. If you uh, click that link, check it out. And if you purchase from them, it's, they got wonderful prices, uh, really good prices. Uh, you can either get you can do. There's like the monthly price or the yearly price. So uh, so check that out. And uh, up to 72% off when you get that through our link, the mucusfreelife.com forward slash Nord VPN. So now let's introduce the, uh, the wonderful guest that we have on the show today. Is Danny Lucky is a 33-year-old uh, uh, mother and uh, mucus diet practitioner since 2019 and uh, she works uh, for a union in philadelphia doing uh, various kind of construction work and things like that we'll have her talk a little bit about that and uh, she also uh, loves to dance is a, a professional mover and shaker and dancer and uh and also into how to heal the body so everybody Give it up for Danny Lucky. What's going on, Danny? Hello, Professor Spear. Glad that we finally could connect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Quite the experience. Oh yeah, yeah. It wouldn't wouldn't be a wouldn't be a mucus free life show. We didn't have a little little bit of issues, but we're on here now, and that's that's all that matters. So uh, so tell us a little bit about. Uh, kind of about your background. How did you, uh, you know, how how did you come to get into the mucus's diet and this healing path? Okay, so I'd say my healing journey started about 2015. Uh, 
where I just started to incorporate where I thought like, oh, turkey burgers was healthy or mm. I was just trying to figure it out. But uh, I was going that route. Oh, eggs. And, you know, you just think like, oh, egg whites and all that nonsense. But I actually started um, when I used to have my Facebook, some articles that was lemon water, turmeric, things like that. Uh, and that I started juicing lemon water, warm lemon water every morning, uh, juicing some turmeric, eating turmeric in some of my foods and trying to just get real raw foods into my diet. And I swear that those real living things, because most of my life, everything was meat processed. Uh, my vegetables would be microwaved, so they would be mm. dead. And in those bag, steam bag veggie meals. So mm. it was around 27 when I actually started trying to cook real vegetables. And I believe that that triggered something. That's all I can say. Cause I, mm. to go from there to here is a miracle to me. So I feel like it woke something up and things got rolling and I was basically on the path of finding the mucusless diet without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. um, I did find uh, Robert Morris, Dr. Robert Morris. And I remember reading like fruitarian, like that's insane. And then getting out of that. And then a couple months later, actually going back to it and being like, wait, <laughs> I think he might be on to something. Um, so I, I got his book. Um, I was following um, Mike Perrine on Everyday Detox. Uh, that's his Instagram. And I was listening to a lot of his podcasts and he brought up Arnold Errett a bunch of times. Mm. So I was like, Arnold Errett, the mucus is died. Like, let me read this book that he's talking about. And um, I went to order the book. And I think I remember believe I told you this. I went to order the book and I saw Professor Spears version and I was like, someone was messing with the book. I'm going to get this <laughs> one. I got, I got the other one. And a year later I found all your YouTube videos. And um, so I was basically getting into, I had the rational fasting and the mucus aside. But then when I found um, all your YouTube videos and the podcast, I went hard on it and I was like, all right, let me get everything. Let me get in it. And it was good because it, it really pushed me. You know, I don't know anybody that's living this lifestyle that I live. So it's kind of like, I'm just like this weird outcast. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. So diving in and listening, to, like I got work all day, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos really got me soaring on it. And then the good old World War III happened. And mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like on the up and up, like, what? You just feel so liberated knowing that there's other people out there doing this and you're not just like, you know, on a whim. Like there's mm -hmm. this book from this man from the 1900s and it's like, no, but he was, you know. Right. Yeah. And then ever, so that's basically in a nutshell how it came about this. But I swear putting the real live food in me, like it, it turned me on because I've actually recently even um, had to put on a Facebook that I haven't been on in like seven years. Mm -hmm. And, oh. Uh, like it's just it's a it's like a reminder of growth and evolution. Like God bless it, but at the same time, it's it's just like who was I? Mm. Talk and it, it makes you want to wake people up. And think I just like I, I I purchased a bunch of Nucleus books, and when I certain people, I can tell I'm like all right, here here's a book, read this, you know? Right. Like I hope it wakes you up too. But right. Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about. Because we're, we're going to go back and we'll we'll talk a little bit about how even more some of the things that you went through when you were young 
and how you were able to uh, help heal some of those things along this path, this mucus free path. But right off the bat, I want you to talk a little bit about the, the work that you do. And because a lot of people would think that it would be hard to do the work that you do living this lifestyle. So kind of describe a little bit about what you do and uh, how how you're able to do it. <laughs> practicing the diet. All right. I, I love this part because it's actually the complete opposite. Everyone thinks you need like all this uh, energy and breakfast and meat or nah, it's the opposite. So I'm an insulator, local 14 in um, Philadelphia, PA. <laughs> there I am. Oh, and that was a hot, hot time <laughs> over there too. You're all closed up. You had to have wow. all that gear on. That was at a, a refinery called Marcus Hug. Oh, times. But um, yeah, you have to be gloves on, the hard hat, pant, and it's been like 100 degrees out. So um, I would only drink juice on those those days there because you're just mm -hmm. so hot. So um, most of the time, there's a bunch of different things that we do. Uh, you're, you can be inside uh, through the elements sometimes, but you're either outside or inside mostly. Like last winter, I was on a roof all winter, and it was a very cold winter last winter here over on the East Coast. Uh, lots of snow, 20 mm. degrees almost every day, and you're just standing in snow. Oh, that was the roof last winter. <laughs> <laughs> like you bring back nightmares. I was cold. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, like, if you see, I don't know if you can't, back, I think that's some, like the white in the left corner. Uh. Like, yeah. So we cover, it, it ends up like looking like this silver stuff, but we don't actually have to insulate that one. Mm. And we insulate things like that, even stuff like that's behind me, but that one actually didn't need to be insulated. Um, yeah. We insulate pipes inside as well, ducts. Um, we put duct wrap, a lot of fiberglass, a lot of itchiness. Mm. It's just, it's really itchy. Um, some of the labor is real hard and then other days you're cutting, it's, it's not too labor intensive, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're doing construction, you're in the elements. It can mm -hmm. be a lot. And um, so m when I know it's going to be really hot, I usually have like juice all day. Mm -hmm. My big meal will be when I come home. Like I'll have fruit, wait a little bit, and then have a bigger meal. But it's funny because I can tell when I start eating too much cooked food, like getting up and down the ladder, walking mm. up. The, my, the one job I was at was at a condo and I had to walk six flights of stairs. Every, when I went to break, I had to walk down. When I went to the bathroom, back down the flights, all the way back up the flights. And if I eat too much cooked food, I can actually start feeling like, oh, by the time I get to the fifth floor, I'm like, mm. and it's just that little bit of difference from cleaning myself so much. My body just is like, no, nah, girl, like just do a salad. And, you know, but if I go a couple of days, like I'll have like a bunch of quinoa or wild rice on my salads. I love, I still, I just love like warm things on salads. And if I have too much of that every day in a row, like even then I'm tired. And I look at these other guys and I'm like, how are they, I don't even know how they're, okay they get like bacon sandwiches and they're just like <laughs> you're like what <laughs> yeah yeah especially um through the the begins of the pandemic uh at that refinery i was at with orange they ended up making us wear fire retardant masks mm. and oh, you couldn't breathe at all through those things wow. they were thick because if it, it all our clothes like that's why you have to wear that thing if, it, if the fire started it has to be all fire retardant but the fire retardant mask it was like 100 degrees outside <sighs> yeah wow so that's so that's that's so I don't want to hear nothing from anybody when they're complaining about like oh I can't it was like you know Danny's out there you know doing uh, eating uh, you know on transition diet and 
Yes. Here in the doing doing this work. Yes, and I I actually would I want to take time to do a longer juice fast. Mm. But I I start cleaning out so easy on a juice fast that my longest was only eight days. I, I got to eight days and then I was knew that my next day was going to be a lot of work and I was going to be up on a, a big ladder and doing mm -hmm. it and I was just got to break the fast because, you know, I can't really, you know, trust that that's going to be all right. But so it's like right. I can juice about juice fast. I just have to do short ones in and out to make sure I'm good for my job. But yeah, no excuses. No excuses. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so that's what's up. So uh, so let's talk a little bit about growing up and some of the trauma that you went through and sort of, you know, holding on to that, not really finding the remedy to be able to to mm -hmm. deal with that until until more recently when you found this path. Yes. So I'm so fired up and passionate about this way of life, uh, just nature, the healing. I mean, even to just standing outside and being near a tree. Like if you just say, just forget all the food part, just, just that, just being in nature alone. But then mm -hmm. you think of all the gifts of the food and the healing. And um, it's just a miracle to be where I am today as a woman and as a mother, just purely on nature. And um, growing up was real rough. My dad was a truck driver. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but she was in a blues band. She played uh, lead guitar. And my dad um, turned out to be quite the alcoholic. And we ate, basically, I wasn't breastfed. Um, both of my parents smoked cigarettes. My mom quit when I was just a couple years old, though. My dad still continued to smoke. We ate canned string beans, um, anything out of a can. Uh, all those TV dinners, all the Stouffer's dinners, oatmeal. Um, I know like my mom started getting real big on like everything grains. So it was like those Nutri-Grain bars, just processed everything. And um, I grew up in a home where there was just a lot, a lot of mental illness and a lot of self-hatred and drinking. Uh, my mom didn't drink she she didn't like i said she quit smoking and she actually was to the point when i was younger she was trying to cut out me and my dad was not happy mm. um he so i'll never really know what was wrong with my dad mm. um because he was a very kind and loving gentleman and then he was like dr chuckle and mr hyde if you could put it that way and with his passing when i was 19 and his transition um through to, um, out of his life, I never want to speak ill of him. So as I mm -hmm. speak, it's just coming from what I experienced and I believe that this diet and this way of life could have healed him completely. Mm -hmm. So he got um, a lot of issues started taking him out on me around when I was like 12 is when things started really shifting in the house. And my sister had a lot of problems, couldn't go to school, couldn't talk to people. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, my mom dealt a lot with, with them all the time. There was not much time for me because she was dealing with my dad's mental problems and my sister's. And I remember going and reaching out to her and saying like, I need help. Like, I just don't, I just didn't want to do life anymore. I just, I felt just so out of place. I didn't like school. I always had anxiety. So they, my mom did what she knew and she sent me to a psychiatrist and I was 12 years old at the time. And they put me on Klonopin 
It's a, which is a benzodiazepine similar to Xanax. I don't know if anybody watching knows about Clonidin, mm. but it's similar to Xanax and it's very addictive. And they gave me about 120 of those a month at 12 years old. Mm. And I would steal beer from my dad and cigarettes. And at this point, I was always just trying to leave the house because I didn't want to be there because my dad would come, you know, take out most of his anger and problems out on me. So I would leave and I would get McDonald's and that was basically my meal for the day. And um, I found myself like that addicted to these things. Mm. Um, I never had a reg, like I never regulated my nervous system. I never coped with anything. No one said, oh, this girl should be taken out of the home. Um, and I was, I was taught that if it's just too bad, just numb it mm. at 12. And the ride on that was just insane. I was so addicted to them. Like even before I graduated, it was, mm. I just, I needed them constantly. And they just would keep giving me more. Cause I would say, well, I can't sleep that night. I'm not sleeping too good. And they would just say, oh, okay. And they just write you a script, see you for five minutes and send you on their way. They had me on anti-psychotic medicine. Mm. And mind you, like I'm the half, I was the happy bubbly hyper kid in the home. Like I was just right. like, and without a question, just, you know, like nothing about my dad or what's going on. It's just like, oh, bipolar. That was the write-off. 12 years old, eating nothing but processed sugared foods and meat, stimulants, smoking cigarettes, drinking. Oh, she, yeah, she's being abused. And she, mm. oh, she's bipolar. So mm. I would just take handfuls of those. Um, they, I, I remember researching them and said they were like for schizophrenics and things of that nature. And I was like, oh my God. And I would take a bunch and I would sleep for like two days straight. If I got up, I'd take some more and I'd fall asleep. And yeah, that was my childhood at 12 years old. So getting into that, um, still not eating right, drinking more, things um, just kept getting worse going into high school. Um, I didn't want to show up anymore. I ended up in a partial program for kids that like refused to go to school or were mm. bad or had mental mm -hmm. problems. Um, just basically so my mom wouldn't get in trouble. Right. Me not going to, to public school. Right, right. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't feel like I fit in and, and that's just, it, it just, I feel like even to this day, the rewiring of my nervous system is such a project mm. on, on so many levels. Like I just feel like those things in your brain, um, prescriptions for, I, I mean, I, I'm against prescriptions in general at this point, knowing what I know about how it can be healed, but the, the mental prescriptions, it's, it's a sin. Like if I could just, I just want to fight it. The whole thing. I think it, it, it's just, it will warp you and all your sense of your mind. And like someone could have just said, like, take this girl outside. Like how does she, how much does she poop? You know, like mm -hmm. the girl pooping, like does she, does she feel safe at night? Like none of that. Just, there you go. Five minutes off with your pills, figure it out. So I ended up having severe like um, hormone and like menstrual issues when I was in ninth grade. Mm. So I ended up getting like my period in ninth grade and it wouldn't go away for like five months. I didn't tell anybody. I was like bleeding. Uh, it was just a nightmare. And then when I finally did say something there, they were just like, oh, here. And then they gave me birth control. Mm. So now I'm birth control hormones and now mm -hmm. my moods just rocking, you know? Right. Yeah. So they, so basically they just, they, they got, got you, got you on drugs. <laughs> just, just literally. Yes. Got, yeah. 
yeah, 12 years old, no coping skills, not just boom. Like it's just basically I, I don't even know how to instill my soul. Them things, they just take, you know, the life out of you. Like I would be to the point where I'm like, oh, I gotta go food shopping and I pop a clonopin or two because I, I'm just, I know I'm gonna have anxiety, there's gonna be people there. You know, and I would I would wait till late till no one was around food shopping mostly. But if I couldn't and I had to just go in the daytime, there's gonna be a bunch of people. I'm popping clonopins or I'm going to school or and I would drink. So now I'm drinking and I'm taking these things and I'm blacking out and I don't know where I'm at. And it's just just it's just crazy because they have the authority to just here you go. You know, not a, a health question in sight about anything that I do with my life. Just antipsychotic pills and benzodiazepines, which the withdrawal from them can actually kill you, which I learned. Mm. And I had no idea because I would stop them multiple times because I'd be like, oh my God, because I start getting like sick, I would realize. And I'm like, I got to get off these things. And I would just stop. And then it was just like, my daughter is when I, I completely got off of them when I found out I was pregnant. Mm. So was that the only sort of was were those the main drugs or did you get into like some partying and then now you're bringing in like you see little <laughs> little other stuff in the all right mix. i keep it real so um yeah so 12 years old i did cocaine for the first time and i was pretty much um like house hopping uh, my friend's houses around i'd say like 14 15 13 13, but like more towards 15 is when I would just stay for days and then come mm -hmm. back home, maybe get some more stuff, stay for days. So I was basically just coasting out riding, but I was never um, addicted to hard drugs, like uh, painkillers. I would do, I would, like if someone was just like, oh, here's a Percocet, I'd be like, all right. But I never had an addiction to those. My main addiction mm -hmm. was basically the clonopin. Mm -hmm. Anything else, like if I didn't have it, I didn't go looking for it. If it was offered, I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever, you know? Right. But the clonopin is what it had me like, it mm. had me so bad too. I couldn't, I couldn't ever deal with anything. I was, I just, even like, like I, even to this day, I just, you know, I try to meditate and my breath. And this is why I hate the mask because my breath has saved my life. Yeah. And I'll just, okay. But I used to think I was the chillest girl on earth. Like, like what it's okay because my world oftentimes lots of traumas lots of um violent things that have happened in my time especially you know you're just like a little blonde-haired blue-eyed girl just you know i live right outside the projects and surrounded by them as a kid you know things get wild and um mm. just coming to my breath and and realizing like i am not chill at all i was just high as hell that i thought i was so cool so now it's like the, like the little things come and and i'm like all right i can deal with this and it's it's good because it's, it's not just having a detox it's having to become as an adult like as an adult and as a mother i had to learn from a 12 year old mindset that's where mm. i stopped mentally growing mm. and try to say all right i can overcome this um but a lot of my behaviors and my reactions are childish like ah, i can't ah. like I, I like like a brat in some sense like because mm. i I have never matured on that level. So I had my daughter at 21. So at 21, I was basically relearning how to, to the mindset of a 12 year old and then, and then try to grow mm -hmm. into now being 33 and the woman that I am today. It's quite the ride. Yeah. <clears throat> and how, so when you started, well, talk, talk a little bit about the process of really getting off of those 
psychiatric drugs, just sort of that detox process, the emotional detox. Like what, what did you do? Were you uh, so, just, yeah. Yes. Bless my daughter. So, uh, I was on, I was on lots of, uh, the benzos, the clonobins. When I found out I was pregnant, I was drinking. Um, I used to be a dancer, um, and at an exotic, exotic dancer, I guess would be the way we'd term that. Uh, I started that when I was about 19. And um, so when I found out I was pregnant, I was actually told by doctors with my period problem I got in ninth grade, I had a constant game birth control or I would just bleed. So I was told that I couldn't hold my egg and that I wouldn't be able to have children in the future. So I'm on the birth control and um, I find out that I'm pregnant. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So, of course, the person, you know, the, the whole situation was not one that, you know, let's get married. This is great, obviously. So I did it alone and I didn't touch one more pill. I didn't touch one more drink. I didn't smoke another cigarette. I had a pregnancy test. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I just thought, like, what do I do? If I, you know, is the baby even going to be OK at this point? Like, I'm. it's been, I don't know, I guess like a month since then, you know, you're pregnant and. I was just so nervous and I would cry. And for a whole two weeks, I didn't sleep. I would seize, I kept seizuring and I would just sit there and I would hold my pillow and, and I wouldn't be able to sleep. And I would just go in the shower and let the water hit me and I'd cry and I'd cry. And it was probably the longest two weeks of my life, which now looking back, I didn't realize that I could, I could have <clears throat> died, excuse me. And um, a lot of bad things could happen to that with your heart and all. Mm that I should have detoxed in a different way. But um, I did it alone. I had a lot of friends at that point that were partying. Um, I just turned 21 and I wasn't partying now. So that was the point of me, right? Uh, so it was really lonely and scary. And I, I didn't go to my mom. Um, I felt like I couldn't do that. So I remember I got into my car the one day um, after like I was probably after like through somewhere between these three, um, two weeks or whatever, I'm not sleeping. And I got into my car and I remember I looked in the rear view mirror and I thought of a kid just in a car seat back there and just feeling this feeling of like family because all I ever wanted was family, like a, this bond. And um, I actually had a cousin who was a, a year younger than me pass away when I was 19 that we, we finally connected because we were, we were really close when we were really little and we got separated for a long time in my senior year in high school I found her again we became like best friends and she was like that family for me finally that I didn't have all my life and she got an accident a tractor trailer hit her car and so when she passed I was just really 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 sad and I just I lost that family connection again that I didn't have growing up and I just thought about this kid back there and I decided to keep my baby and that I was going to at that moment do everything impossible. And oh, just so the viewers know, this is a lighter because I like Palo Santo. I don't smoke. <laughs> just in case. I'm like, just yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. Don't be trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Palo Santo. Got to clear the yeah. energy. I was trying to make these mm. devices work. I'm over here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, from that moment on is when this woman was born and who I, who I am today is, I think everything for that angel that God gave me. Mm. Changed my life. Yeah. There she is. Yeah, yeah, I love I love this picture. <laughs> I showed this one back when you were on the show uh, a little while ago. She's um, <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> such a little spitfire. I love it. 
she would do these modeling poses like since she was just tiny it's crazy mm. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so talk a little bit about yeah once once you had her and then you know, raising her and then once you come into learning about the the plant-based direction and kind of that, that kind of healing as well as the uh the inoculation issues we, we got uh, a into a little bit there so kind of give give us a little bit of that that story yeah so my baby gia so like as i guess i would call it myself asleep um to the point of you know you just you just say okay you think that these doctors have your best interest and that they, they just, the things they tell you too about what will happen to your baby if they don't get, is inoculated the word we're using? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll use that today. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I don't want to get the video flagged. Yeah, no. no. Um, inoculated and they just scare you. I mean, the amount of inoculations I got while pregnant and afterwards as if, mm. if I didn't, this baby was just going to like spontaneously combust or something. It was insane. And they scare you and I'm like, okay, like, all right. Uh, I got all her inoculations, which ended up being 34 mm. of them by the time she was five years old. Um, they put a bunch in them at once, which I didn't know. Mm. And they were also going against my word, uh, which I, at the time, you don't check. You're just like, all right, because they'd come in and they'd say, oh, she needs this, this, and this, and then the flu shot. And because I could just say, I don't know. Uh, no, we have, yeah, we don't have to be too, too. Okay, I don't know. It's yeah, like, yeah, don't it's worry weird. about no, it. You can't even talk about vitamin I know it, yeah, but nah, just it is what it is. We we just got to talk, <laughs> you know. All right, all right. Yeah. So yeah, so I would always because I I didn't believe in the flu shot ever, and I was just like, no, I'm not. I was never for that because that one I just felt unless you were elderly or something like we're good. But the other ones they did scare me. I don't know if the kids gonna get smallpox. I don't know. You know what I mean? I was like, oh mm. no, yeah, sure. You know, I I always felt weird about it because of um there was uh jenny mccarthy i had read some stuff about her and, and i was mm -hmm. just reading that while i was pregnant and i felt really weird about about the whole you know inoculations and everything but mm -hmm. i did it whatever we'll come to find out that they every time i told them not to give her the influenza one they ended up giving it to her and i didn't find out until her records later on in life mm -hmm. they multiple times went against me because they would bring in the papers and say oh and i'm like no not that one and they gave it to her 18 months, a year, like, I think it was a year, 18 months, a couple of them, influenza ones, when I told them clearly, don't give that to her. And I mean, yeah. and it's, and this is hard for me to admit these things because like, even to this day, I have like a shame for, for being asleep and allowing these behaviors to, you know, just, mm. but at the same time, I didn't know, like, I, I didn't know, like I, I, I gave her baby food in those little containers when I could have mashed a banana right one aisle over and, and these are the reasons like a lot of people you know they go they, they they're judging and i'm like no we have to wake them up because there's just some people don't get me wrong mm. but a lot of the people it's like no like we have to help we have to wake them up we have to get them into nature because they're gone because i can't believe i look at the things that i would talk about or that i've done and I, what it's nerve-wracking to a point of like hypnosis like what have they done to us they have mm -hmm. us so far from nature right that we're doing things we're, we're injecting our babies mm -hmm. like like it sounds like madness and i was just like okay here but yeah they went against everything and we and, and not only that injecting babies not having a clue what is being injected mm -hmm. 
no one like you just were you asked somebody oh okay so do you know what what's in there and you know boarded embryos i thought mm. that was the lie and then i was like, oh no that's actually true yeah and uh and yeah yeah no. yeah that's it's like quite disturbing and it was around her four four-year-old uh shots that she lost her speech and couldn't and just had a very strong stutter and couldn't talk anymore mm. and the doctor said oh it's normal it just happens sometimes sometimes it'll just come back like it's just something that just happens and i just mm. what do you mean it just happens like wow i was like i didn't drop her on her head she didn't fall you know she wasn't like electrocuted what do you mean she just can't talk and and she had a very articulate speech when she was little it was so cute mm -hmm. she really articulated her words well and uh she started talking around 10 months was like her first word so i her speech was always something that i was just so proud of because she didn't really baby talk you know she she had mm -hmm. a good pronunciation and so there's no way you're not going to tell me at four years old my kid is just having so much trouble getting the words out right so i'd say i I gave her, I think it was the, by five years old, because everyone's, no one's saying anything. I, I have not learned a single um, injury from these inoculations. I don't know anybody, like, other than the Jenny McCarthy thing back in the day. Mm -hmm. No one was speaking about it. It's like an unheard weird thing. So yeah, right. I don't think anything, I still give her more of them. And I somehow, by the miracle, the grace and miracle of God, found some rabbit hole of this <laughs> and found out that stuttering is um a symptom or is that a symptom of the of an injury mm -hmm. from these things and i was like what what you, like that's what it was coming from and i around that same time i was coming to iridology and the study of the eyes mm -hmm. and i always thought it was really weird that my daughters had big bright blue eyes until she was about three and a half and her eyes turn green and they're like a hazel so beautiful eyes but why why are they not blue why because you know they say in the first year they change so in iridology you find uh that there's a the true blue eye or a brown eye and mm. then, you know green is just a mirror of the stuff in in your body that's building up so i went to an iridologist this sweet old woman in uh, brooklyn and she told me when she saw her eyes, she was like, oh, she had the vaccines, didn't she? And I said, yeah. And so right there, it was a big, big push um, for my health. I was, like I said, I was doing like the turkey burgers, this and that. But the second I found out that this was going on with my daughter, I just soared the detox even more, trying to get them heavy metals out, trying to just pump her full of um, vegetables as much as I can and fruits. And that's what really um, drove me to do this. And to now she, my daughter doesn't have a stutter. She speaks perfectly fine. Um, she also had really bad dyslexia, um, learning disabilities. Those are all gone. And I would say within a year of cleaning up her diet, all those things uh, got a lot better. So it, it didn't take long. I mean, she, she was going to the bathroom regularly now. Uh, she would get sick every week. Every mm. other week to every week, my daughter had an ear infection. She was sick. Uh, none of those things happen anymore. Uh, she needed glasses. Um, she now has 20-20 vision. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, she would probably go to the bathroom like every three days or something. And I always knew. So my grandma on my mother's side was very into holistic health. Like, you know, she ate KFC. She 
was stuck on like McDonald's shamrock shakes, but she did always have a plethora of, of herbal teas. Uh, if she ever had an ailment, she was trying to give you vitamin C and, and all these things. And she always talked to us about our bowel movements. Mm. Oh, how, since we were tiny. So it was never a weird thing for me to talk about poop. So with my daughter, I did know I'm like, why is she, she's not going to the bathroom. Like every, there's something wrong, but yeah. you never think, um, Oh, she needs more real fr uh, fruits and vegetables. You just think, oh, Benefiber, or it's so strange how mm -hmm. they have us in this lunacy of that you don't think, oh, an apple would maybe help this situation right. here. Like, yeah, oh, look at Duke. Mm. That's my boy. He just mm -hmm. passed. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, look at Gia just growing nice and strong. And I did, I did know, I, I, this might sound like weird, but I just, my daughter is a lot tanner all year long than she's mm -hmm. ever been. She would get very pale. She looked more because she's half um, Puerto Rican and she would be very white. And through these fruits and vegetables, my daughter has a beautiful brown color. And even in January, February, the months mm -hmm. where it would, you know, it's not just the sun, like my daughter looks alive. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah. Me. She's, 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 I'm brown, you're pink. <laughs> <laughs> she's that's, cute. Funny, that's funny. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, and that's something that people don't like to talk about. <laughs> as you get cleaner, it should be something to be celebrated. It's like as you get cleaner, you get darker. Yes. Uh oh, you know that now really gets shut down now because <laughs> they don't they don't want no one talking about that. You know that kind of stuff. But it it is what it is. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, look at this. I mean, we have a society where they they have inventions where people can get in these chambers and get fake light to make themselves darker. <laughs> Unfortunately, like who would have thought it was like all in high school, I would just get in that thing and just crisp my little white self. up. Mm. Uh, because I was, I was like sick, but I don't, I'm not getting the sunlight, you know, I'd be sleeping in or, at school like a vampire it was just it's so sad and then yeah you get in this box of this fakeness so yeah it's like like a little coffin get in the, get in the, get in the yeah. sun coffin the fake like, sun what, coffin like what nasty people are in there before too like, oh ugh. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna admit it i'll admit all the craziness so like maybe there's somebody watching that might be like he's wacko and they're like wait and i'm like yeah i should be just like you and you can it's i'm telling you it's you think you know, but until you're alive with nature and the food, it's just, mm -mm, you don't know nothing. And that's a good example of just how, <clears throat> so somebody will hear us talking and we start saying, you know, eat fruits and green leafy vegetables, short-term fasting, a little bit of colon irrigation, lemon juice and distilled water enemas, uh, uh, breathing, science of breath, mm. and yoga and stretching and dancing and walking and jogging and like, but that sounds that, that they'll try to say that we're extreme and that sounds crazy. Then they go and get in a in a coffin <laughs> with synthetic sunlight to make their skin darker. Yeah. And then get mad at us when we suggest and give our experiences of as we start to eat more fruits and green leafy vegetables and we start to clean out our colons and clean out our intestines and our system, that not only is it easier to get darker you can get darker without even going in the sun yes it last i think it was two 
January, because my daughter was singing, she was, um, school was still open. So it was probably January of 2020 before everything got shut down. And I seen a woman and she came up to me and she said, oh, wow, like something about me looking like so tan, like you're just mm. so tan. I'm just like, I was like, it's the fruit. And she looked at me like I had six heads. Like, I was like, oh, no, it's just a fruit. <laughs> like, I was, like, nothing's different. It's January, yeah, like, you know? I'm just, <laughs> like just, yeah, she, just eating fruit. Yeah, she was like, okay, like, nice seeing you, Danny. And I'm like, okay. It's like, these moms are just like, yeah. And I'm like, no, for yeah. real, it works. It works. But yeah, talk about extreme. Like, I always get that, that I'm extreme. Um, I was in class, so we still, I'm an apprentice for this um, union. And in class, we were talking about the article came out that you, that every hot dog takes 36 minutes of your life away. Mm. Every hot dog you eat. And everyone's reaction was just like, oh, like how mm. like so-and-so is going to die probably next year because he eats so many hot dogs at break. And then another yeah. person was like talking about hot dogs. And one person was really said that it's their job to poison their kid. Like, I'm not going to stop giving my kid hot dogs. It's my job to poison them slow, like, and, like, laughed. And I'm like, is this for real? Like, I can't, like, no one was just like, what? 36 minutes? Like, how dare you feed me hot dogs my whole life? Like, I'm sick. Like, I used to tell my daughter, like, just eat it. Like, just eat a hot mm. dog. And it's like, like, that's what I always say. My, my, my liquor bottles had a warning label. My cigarettes had a warning label. My prescription meds, not so much. It's basically told me not to drive or if I was right. pregnant, but it, it right. didn't have a warning label that, you know, but my hot dogs and my food, I didn't consent. Like I'm always so mad. Like, I didn't consent mm. to this stuff that was happening to me. I never said, oh, oh, this says it can give my kid colorectal cancer. It's okay, honey, eat too. Mm. I didn't say that was okay. I was just so looped into this loop that our parents and, and, our, and their parents have put them in that you say that this is dinner and these are the dinner items and this is food, you know, which, like I just no no one was pissed. Basically, is my point. Like how no one even was just livid that they allowed us. They basically said they're gonna still eat them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? And then tell me that I'm like nuts because I'm I'm eating like my fourth pair. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's part of this this culture where they they just make it like oh the children it's it's just fun mm. it's just fun all American goodness we just just eat mm. and again just like with the <laughs> medication this was like with the inoculations people don't have a clue what's in there mm -hmm. and you start talking about what's in then they'll get mad at you they're like oh yeah. don't, don't tell me what's really in it i just want to enjoy basically you just want to enjoy salt and it's like sort of this salty meat meat-ish flavor type of you know kind of kind of concoction and yeah i actually i have i think i have a picture on my instagram it's like pretty far down though but mm. i made some bomb uh carrot hot dogs oh yeah yes <laughs> and they are they'll give you all the satisfaction of a hot dog and not need to harm any animals or poison yourself to death but you just uh you make a marinade and you boil the carrots for like 10 minutes mm -hmm. so they're like just so like kind of like a fork would go through and then you stop a bunch of holes, pour the marinade on, leave it overnight. And then you just boom, make them. And that was like my transition. Cause like, you know, I came from, like I said, truck driving family and stuff. We ate a lot of hot dogs, but yeah. I was like, I just really want the mustard and the bread. It wasn't even yeah. I needed, like vehicle. Cause once you learn what's in hot dogs, I mean, I would think you wouldn't want to eat that anymore, but apparently you do. So Right.
Yeah. Oh, here's the uh, tra the tra <laughs> transitions cafe with the uh, <laughs> yes with the the I was carrot, on everything so carrot dog yeah you know and that's and, and that's like transition you know that's yes. that's the part of because people always want to act like the transition is going to be all like perfect or like it's this or is that it's like man the transition is just real life and you just you just are just getting better every day you just just taking them steps get better every day and i wish i wish i would have known that now when i talk to people i try to say just be very gentle with yourself like mm -hmm. i was so harsh as to my approach that i didn't i also you know when i started it i had no idea about the trans the, the mucosis diet mm. book either which is a godsend because it's like you don't have to go all raw you don't have to just eat fruit you know it it, it really is like i'm telling you like i just give this book and i'm just like please read it and if it doesn't do anything for you pass it on to somebody that you might think you know whatever and just let the universe take the book where it needs to go but the transition for me i wish i could have been more gentle because i would just try so hard not to eat things and it just fell off naturally. So now when I talk to people, cause they're like, oh, it's just like, aren't you so stressed out? That's so hard. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like if I'm somewhere and I'm not eating, they think they feel bad for me. And I'm like, no, like I feel bad for you. Like mm -hmm. I don't want that anymore. I don't want that food. I'm not sad about it. I wish there was a bomb um, mucus of salad, you know, food right. truck. That would, that would be, yeah. But I'm not sad about, I'm not missing out. And I don't, I don't sit there in the beginning. I would sit there and look at French fries and stuff. Like, mm, mm -hmm. Oh my God. And, but after a while, like you eat a French fry and you feel like you got hit, you know, by a car, you're just like, oh, your stomach, you know, oh, I don't want you, your body just like, it's done because you're clean. And the cleaner you get, you just don't want it. Like, you know, I crave a really good salad dressing with some salad now. And that's a miracle. So if I could go back, I'd tell myself like, girl, just be, be kind to yourself. Cause I was trying to be like from, from this side of like prescription meds, cigarettes and Hennessy. to like, we're just eating all raw. <laughs> it's like yeah. Okay. So you, so you did the, what we talk about a lot with a lot of folks fall into that category of once you, you get exposed to this information, oftentimes from the raw food side yeah, and try to be hundred percent raw and kind of get in the raw as law type of mentality and uh and yeah and then either either don't know about the transition or heard about it but think that like eh, i don't need that i'm good <laughs> like i can you know yeah because i was filling up a lot on nuts mm. it, like raw nuts and my yeah. body was just tired like my body doesn't do well with those heavy fats and uh i didn't know that time so i could have been eating baked squash some zucchini you know something heavier like that and it would have filled me up instead of just eating like five Brazil nuts and like, you know, some type of weird cashew thing I made up from mm. like a raw, you know, recipe when these baked uh, or sauteed veggies would have gave me the same heaviness because it is hard at first to go from these foods to these foods. You need to keep the cooked foods. But learning that a sweet potato isn't like, you know, as heavy or as hard as to, on my body personally, everyone will be different. But the sweet potato would have been a lot gentler and still gave me um, satisfaction. And so like all these cashews and things, I mean, everything was made out of cashews for me and mm. chickpeas. I mean, chickpeas was a good staple. Don't get me wrong, but I was looking um, for like heaviness more than I'm like now. So I got out of that. And then once I got into the, the mucusless book or whatever, and thank you for 
all those foods too, because your version, I was just so thrown off. Like you said, a lot of people get thrown off with that table, the Berg's table. <laughs> yeah, that thing. And, and I'm yeah. like, what? And then I'm, I'm like confused and I'm like, wait, but you know what? The, the best thing about that table was though, uh, black radishes. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about them. And I was like, what are these? And I actually found them at the Whole Foods. And I started putting them in all my um, yeah. toast paws. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's kind of what that list was good for. It was like, okay, there's some interesting things on here, but they don't. A lot of this doesn't make sense the way it's, and, and he didn't go through and explain each one, each thing, and so it's like, ah, okay, yeah. And, uh, so, but uh, but yeah, yeah, the black radishes, and um, yeah, the horseradish root was something that that I, I never had horseradish root. Yeah, because it's all these different radishes, they kind of, they hit a little different. You okay. know, each one sort of hits a little different. But if you can find horseradish root, that it's like this big old brown, looks like a bone. Okay. <laughs> and uh it's it's strong. But what I do, uh well, you can you can definitely shred it and put you know put it in your salad or chop it up and that kind of thing. It's very it's very strong on on the mucosa when you it's like some kind of chemistry when you bite into it and, and you're chewing it up it releases some chemistry that just opens up your head and oh, nice. uh, and just like totally uh, you can feel your ears start getting warm and for people that are really i really stopped up with just really intense uh, inflammation and, and stuff that might be real hard. Like they, it's their, their nose isn't really running at all, but it, but everything is really stuck up here. Then I might have them do the, uh, the horseradish root therapy where you get like cut off a little piece of horseradish root and then you, you chew it. You try to put it kind of over by your teeth. Cause if it's up against your tongue, it'll kind of burn your tongue or it'll, it'll okay. work. But you kind of chew it, keep your mouth closed, wow, and just hold it in there. And within like 20 sec, 20 to 30 seconds, you will feel everything open up in in your head. Oh, nice. And just, yeah, it just causes the, the blood to flow, the lymph to move. It's just like, and uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, I like the, the horse, horseradish root <laughs> is, uh, is, is something. I actually haven't had one in a while, but. Uh, but it's, it's good. It's a good, but that's what I'm saying. There's so much, there's like so many little tools that we have yeah. at our disposal that we can use and deal with way before you start getting to any of this stuff that they, these uh, synthetic chemical lab created, uh, you know, tested on dogs stuff. Yeah. We don't need any of that, but people aren't making millions of dollars <laughs> if all of a sudden everybody was a whole oh, horseradish root you're not gonna make a million dollars on that but mm -hmm. selling these drugs to people for hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars per pill a pop yeah, yeah. somebody's getting rich off of that my uh so my father he um was getting you know more in alcohol and everything and um i just felt my dad had so much traumas that i he couldn't heal and he, you know being a man you got to be tough you got to you know so he drank and, and oh eat meat because men eat meat and you know so he ate a lot of like fried foods cheese steaks he was always on the road truck driving this man needed like a colonic 
to the fullest mm. if I could go back it's just like oh yeah. my god like such a movement for me I just you know I just oh my god could you think of all the things you could have changed but my father towards the end my mom you know my mom was like you need help you need help and her help was always the psychiatrist mm -hmm. so my father gets on these medicines doesn't stop drinking or doing anything though uh and within those two years of him being put on prescription psych meds, he tried to commit suicide two times. Uh, he was put in, he induced himself into, a, a, the first one was a coma. So it was right, I was in high school, it was my junior year. And they called me down to the office and I actually thought I was in trouble because I was on probation. Mm. And I was like, I'm not coming down the office. Like, I was like, is my mom trying to get me in trouble? Like she wouldn't do that. And my mom, I wouldn't come down to the office because I thought that's what was happening though. And she was like, your dad's in a coma. They don't know if he's going to make it. And then I was just, oh my God. Like, so I went down and, and yeah, my dad uh, for about, it was over a week and the nurse would let me come in and visit him, not during visiting hours. And he ended up coming out of that coma and going to a rehab or whatever. So I like he had a drug problem. But my dad knew what he was doing. And then the second time it happened again, he ended up in the hospital, didn't work. And he said that he was, you know, going to get a bottle of liquor and just shoot himself if if he was ever going to do it again, which the third time was October 26th, um, 2007. He did, um, with a rifle, um, take his life. And my father was never suicidal. He was angry and he was sad and he was crazy and he would rage out. Um, he had a lot of those issues, but my dad was never suicidal until he got on those prescription medications. Mm -hmm. And I want to fight like hell as to there to clean the bowels, to clean the body. You, there's these depressed children, especially with this whole um, situation uh, with the pandemic and everything and everybody being isolated and scared and they're just traumatizing these kids and people are sad and they're depressed and they're going to put them on these medications and no one studies the effects of how these medications will drive you to psychosis to suicide mm -hmm. and I mean it was literally like that within the two years of him being on it he tried until he until he accomplished it and it just sickens me that that was the help for him you know right and if I could dream up the anything in the world, just boom and have it a, a center where if you're on drugs, if you're suicidal, if you have stage whatever cancer, whatever the case may be, if you're just don't know how to live this lifestyle, that I can just welcome you into a place where like there's the ocean mm -hmm. and and a breeze and like you know you you get them the good ions from the ocean and I give you juice and I show you. This is how you do it. I make you smoothies. Like, come here. Like, this is this dressing, and and basically clean you out. I'd be colonics, enemas, and you know, and see if you really feel the same when you leave this center, and then put you back out and there in the world, you know, mm -hmm. and and that would be help because to me, look at I, I like literally a miracle that I can even be standing here and, and speaking to you and articulate this conversation like I am compared to because I went to go get help at 12 years old. Right. And then my, unfortunately, my father went to get help. He wanted to be a good man. He wanted to mm. take care of his family and provide, but he was lost. And that was the help. Like, <sighs> yeah, there's, there's no, um, the amount of constipation 
it's just like the fact that that's never a thought you know mm-hmm. like you see these men they look pregnant and they're all like yeah and they're just yelling and they're, they're drinking the beer and they're just it's like everyone's raging out and everyone just needs to poop <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's like <laughs> but you can't say it they think you're crazy yeah exactly i mean you can't have that conversation i mean it's it, it really is like there's some kind of it's like there's there's this momentum, this pus based momentum, and culture and just society, and and you can and when you're looking at it from the outside, sort of looking back in, after having been in there, and then you're kind of outside looking at it, you're like, yeah, there's nothing that you can say. I mean, they're they're into this. They're like, it's like you said, at these bars or the clubs or the mm. wherever, wherever it's going down, you know, at the Waffle House. Uh, it's like like all the you know just just all everywhere just uh. but there is this momentum that 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 leads right to these uh these human slaughterhouses for uh that this with these with the inoculations the i i i need to commit to memory the the statistics of the the number of people that die from medical just straight Mm -hmm. medical the medical malpractice and the medical accidents that they even acknowledge yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) walsh there's there's a instagram thing walsh something Mm. so i forgot what is it i don't know i don't know the thing they had they put on a whole thing about how many, it would be like the equivalent to, I don't even know how many planes crashing a day, mm. to how much medical people kill people. Wow. Just, just, it was like massive planes crashing a day every week that, that that's how many people are just innocently dying. And I was just like, what? Like, I had, I had to grow up with a guy who, uh, he ended up getting two wrong back surgeries. Not mm. one, but two wrong ones. He had to get the third right one. And now, I mean, he's all messed up on drugs and everyone like blames him. Like he's yeah. like, so how do you mess up twice? Like on the same person, right? Mm-mm. I actually, I have um, had ulcers before I got pregnant mm. and I never got them taken care of. And my stress levels never got, got, um, really taken down much until like the last seven years I've been on a, a progressive one, but it's also very hard to stress management. You know, like I said, working through my mind and everything with the pills and how to rewire my brain and then life, whatever. So, um, yeah, I just, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. What was I just saying? Well, we were talking about the, 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 the all the people dying from medical malpractice. <sighs> oh, the back surgery. Yeah. Oh yeah, my oh, ulcer. No, ulcer. Yeah, yeah. I get like I start going in backstories and then I just forget mm-hmm. completely what I'm talking about. All right. So my ulcers. So I actually I have like weird pains some mornings. If I'm if I'm juice fasting or I'm just eating fruit, I don't feel um this like dull but like pain in my stomach when I wake up and it isn't going away. Mm. But I'll still eat like, you know, some like the cooked veggies and, and things and I, you know, I'm not not perfect. I'm not there yet. But if and I also, if I didn't have to work, I would just go on a long juice fast. Like I would right. like to commit and just, but yeah, I can't right there. now. Yeah. So I needed to get, I wanted to get the camera down my throat and the endoscopy, I believe they're called and see, you know, what's going on. And she, I said, I went to the doctor's appointment. And I was trying to get her to do it without any medicine. 
Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be put under. And she was like, um, I don't know. It's like, uh, like, and I'm just like, don't uh me. Like, you don't know who I am. Like, I'll do it. Like, just yeah. She was like, Well, we're, we're gonna have to give you propofol, and it's very safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, like that one. That's the one that we're gonna pick. <laughs> the one that the one that killed Michael <laughs> the Jackson. The one that killed Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> that's safe. Yeah, one. oh, it's real, real safe. Okay. Yeah. And, and then uh, and that's the induced that's like the coma you know because i had a, a loved one that is that that's what they were given you know that's like a, a you know they use that if they're inducing a coma for people yeah but, uh, wow yeah i was like well was, was I, they were gonna put you under to do that that's what they were wanting to do oh, okay yeah and i just kept trying to tell her i'm like oh no like if, if it's possible but she wasn't saying no so i'm like okay like can you just just do it like if I start gagging, like oh well, like just you know, like we won't know till we get there. And if, if it's a possibility to do it, like it's not Im- impossible. Right. And trust me when I tell you, I can take it. Like yeah. we're gonna, I want to know, but nah, because I I won't do like you know. It's very if I'm going to the doctor, it's it's gonna be because I need you. I need to use because my this the insurances that I pay for aren't in the holistic doctor at all. So I pay yeah for yeah and that's, yeah and that's. And, and like you said, you you know what it is, and, and really kind of what needs. To I just want to see, like at the at the extent, like do do I? Because well, if they could take pictures, that's interesting. Is that what you were trying to get them? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they would take yeah, a video. Yeah. Okay. Like, say say it's to the point where they're like, oh, like it's not even ulcers. Like I don't even know like what this feeling mm. is. Then I wouldn't like ruin this job that I'm getting paid you know, X amount mm. of dollars at and try to ruin that, especially with the inoculations right now, where can I work, you know? So, right. um, but if it was to the point where like, okay, girl, you only have like X amount of days, you know what I mean? Months or years to go, like, you know, this mm. is how bad this is, then I would have to. That's all I was trying to get to is just like, yeah. do, what, what wiggle room of healing do I have? Do I need to get down to business or do I have time? But yeah. she, she hit me with the profile and I was like, I'm just going to say I have time, man. <laughs> ride yeah. this till the wheels fall off i'm good yeah yeah i would think that you know the, the more mucus free you are and you, you know and kind of away from some of the more acid forming things and stuff that it shouldn't flare up too much you know yeah. but um, but yeah it sounds like uh definitely some fastings in your in your future at some yeah. point to, well because yeah. the things i did to my stomach i was i had such bad anxiety so i would throw up since I was mm. very small, I was about, I had like my, my first trauma incident was when I was four years old that I remember. Mm. And my one grandmother uh, was letting me eat all the candy in the house, right? Eat me, you know, I was four years old. And I was running on eating all the candy. And then she um, asked us if we wanted pizza. And I'm like, yeah. So she orders us pizza. And what's crazy is that I remember this so vividly. And because, okay, so she orders the pizza. And when the pizza came, I always had to get my pizza cut up because I, that's how I ate it. And I threw up all over the pizza. Mm. And grandma wasn't happy about that. And this isn't the holistic one on my mom's side. Yeah. yeah. So, so she said, you're going to eat this pizza. Oh, man. And this is where the beginning of Freedom Fighter Danny came because mm. I said, no. And I ran. And it was nighttime. And I mm. ran out that house. And I ran to. You said my- you were four? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I ran to my other grandmother's house. And here, this is where my memory gets a little foggy because I just remember everyone being so long. Like, mm. everyone just looked, in my memory, it's just everyone's so tall. And mm-hmm. then I don't remember much after that, except 
you know, she said I wasn't, I was lying. And it was just this whole thing. That right. came and that's basically how the cousin I was speaking about earlier, we kind of got separated because that was my dad's mom and then my dad's brother's kid. So we kind of mm. like, kind of like ruined the family in a basis of the sense, but that I ran and I, that was the beginning of you ain't going to tell me what to do. Yeah. But I, the throwing up, I, I continued though through my childhood, my life, like when I would get nervous or upset, I just puke and puke and mm. not anymore, but mm. yeah, very nauseous, anxiety, really bad. So, right. Well, and then on top of that, <clears throat> cause see some, some young bodies don't, if, if you haven't, if you weren't transitioned into the pus and mucus properly, then you you'll it'll be hard for you to eat like that but yeah. they'll continue to try to force you to eat like that because they don't know any different and it's like well this is how you eat just well just there's starving people in some unspecified country eat this yeah don't complain about that eat this burger eat this pizza eat mm -hmm. this and you're it's like maybe it tastes good but i'm throwing it up not it doesn't my yeah. stomach hurts and i'm taking you know pepto-bismol and all the different all that kind of stuff yeah that's like a big a big thing in my home now is if you're not hungry you don't eat mm -hmm. and if you're full and there's still food on your plate then bless you for knowing you're full full mm -hmm. you know and and you can eat it later and my daughter's mm -hmm. so good with that now mm -hmm. she's like i because i get in mad so much that i have to get up every day and go to work at a certain time Mm -hmm. Like I'm tired. I want to sleep today, but maybe I'll be not as tired the next day and I can't listen to my body. So they've taken me out of my body at a young age mm -hmm. because I have to go at this time. And then they tell me when I can eat. So now I'm not listening to my body again. And I've been so unaware of this home that my soul has that I have beaten it up. Mm -hmm. I have put it through so much how I basically bring myself down vibrationally my whole life. I've hurt myself. And in the moment that I was aware that I was in this body, I started being hyper aware of it to a point of an obsession. And now, you know, now I'm like, all right, now I'm coming back down and learn, learn to listen to it. So with my daughter, it's like a whole process of, you know, you're here with the body, thank the body, you know, listen to it. What is it talking to you? What is it saying? Because we from birth get no say in who like to listen to this thing, this miraculous thing we got. And like, yeah. So just like throwing up, being forced to eat when you have to eat, bathroom breaks in school too like can i no mm -hmm. go i'm not even allowed to pee or have those movements right. either it's just then sickening yeah well speaking yeah. of school can talk to us a little bit about i guess the past year and a half or two years and kind of dealing with raising a child in this new climate of this new authoritarian uh the the like med medical i'm gonna come up with a good term because uh, I don't like the, the, these, the way people are dealing with the politics right now mm. is, is very off because mm. uh, the, the right wing, left wing analysis and that, that, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't work. Sure. You know, it's Republican, Democrat. That doesn't work. What mm. we, the, 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 what we need to be talking about is authoritarian versus anti-authoritarian because there is authoritarian on both sides and in the middle. There's authority. So that's that's the analysis. It's either authoritarian or it's not. You can fight about if you're more conservative on a on, on a certain issue or not or whatever. But is it authoritarian? That's now you lost me with anything. As soon as you get to that where you're forcing somebody, 
and say, you have to do this. You have to get this. You have to send your child here. And in order for you to send them here, you have to do this to them and put this in their body. It's like, wait a minute. We don't, don't have no contract with, with, with this is uh, with you, you know, this is, uh, this is a straight authoritarianism. So, so tell us a little bit about that journey because uh, you talked a little bit about it before, but you were kind of in the midst of it in that, that live we did a little while back. Uh, tell us a little bit about kind of how you navigating the waters right now. All right. So uh, this one, man, this one gets me fired up. Um, so I like to go to my, my whole thing is always just like, Oh, is this place colonized? Cause this is the problem. So I go like to go deep with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what the real problem is. But, um, so yeah, they are still masking these children and the, um, school board meetings are all on the internet and you have to record your video or your question or whatever you're going to say. And then mm. they watch it and then it'll go through. So I can't even be that mom. Like I can't even mm. hold, which it is very, very, um, communist. I don't even know what you, I, that's what I keep calling it. I just keep calling it communist. It's very communist over here. There's no, it's, it's very rare to see like anyone actually like, you know, this whole time, like standing up for their, themselves or their rights or anything. Yeah. So I can't fight it. I can't uh, try to go to the meetings and, and, and say anything. Basically, you see these videos, it's like seeing these awesome parents, like sticking it to these people, but I can't mm. if it's a recorded one. They're not going to let me. Right. They <laughs> they already figured that out. Like, oh, let's just. Yeah. You can't <laughs> we, even we can cut this feed real quick. Yeah. So. I've been upset with the school system since they they only have like one 15 minute recess in elementary school. Uh, they had to be quiet during lunch. It was already mm. a movement of this. Yeah, you know, because I'm like, excuse me, like like we had like three at least three recesses when we were small. Um, so it started off with in March, whatever. The, okay, they're they're coming home. They're going to do online things, and I'm very anti screen. So I don't like screen times. We don't have mm. cable. You know, uh, she does watch like some things on YouTube, craft things and whatnot on YouTube. Um, but for the most part, you know, she, oh, I have like, uh, like a Disney Plus thing that came free with it, uh, mm-hmm. the thing. But like, we, I'm very anti screen stuff. Right. Because I, I like she she knows and I've taught her that, you know, what would you think if you weren't taught it? So I don't really like, you know, like you can watch movies, but be aware that like you're only thinking that this is life because they're they're showing you this. So like I want her to right. imagine a lot. So anyway, this is where I get off my things. So the school, they were on the computer and now I'm mad. So I have like the the blue light filter glasses. I get her and everything and, and they're going through that. So we think, all right, they're going to go back to school next year. Mind you, when I got this job, I got this job in the place that, you know, she's going to be at school. I'm going to be at work because I always had a lot of evenings and, and stuff other times so it was going to work out great and then this all happened so the next year comes along and um she still has to wear masks and they have to stay six feet apart and mm. like, i don't want her to think that she has to agree with any of that and no one will ever cover my child's face like no mm-hmm. stores i have gotten to multiple fights i've been kicked out of almost every single store mm. in my county um so because you will not even look at my child don't tell her to put a mask on doing right so 
they are not last year they were doing online with the teachers and the teacher would sit there and talk to them like this and then that's basically how she did school last year um come to find out this year she's still doing a mask thing and i'm like excuse me so they can go to a restaurant and take off their mask they can go to these football games they can why are why are the children forced mm. especially the ones they're not even affected by this virus right and so the online thing for this year is she has to she just does it all herself like there's no teachers it's just like you're a college, an online college student. And um, so I remember uh, Brother Air saying, like, why do you still got her in that system? Mm. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, and I was just like, I, because I have to. Like, I mean, I grew up like, I don't know what to do. Like, um, so it was always sitting in the back of my head, like, how did he get his kid out though? Like, legally. Mm. Like, ever since he said that, I'm like, well, how did he do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my kid is no longer part mm. of the public school system. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, brother Air, for that. Because I was, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I and I found a way, and I pulled her out. So now, family and we have like nannies and things that will help during the hours that I have to be away. And my job's pretty cool right now. With like, if I call out and you know things that I got to do, they're real understanding. So we have a support system that's working right now. Mm -hmm. um, main goal is to be. I want to be her main teacher because I have you know. Uh, for the for the most of the time but yet no longer part of that of that system i found a legal way to remove her <laughs> nice yeah that's uh <laughs> i'm glad that 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 discussion led to that yes i was yes. able to do that because uh yeah that was a good uh yeah for folks that want to go back and find that episode uh with with all of us i don't even remember what it was called but uh, yeah it was a good episode <laughs> we got into uh, yeah, the home homeschooling and just, uh, yeah, Brother Air will definitely provide you with some different ways to just think about, <laughs> just think about and deal with it. Cause it's really, it's about as like anti-authoritarian, like he doesn't even know anything else. Like he can't comprehend not like going along with any kind of authority that, that doesn't make sense. You know, that, that's, that's obviously corrupted yeah he just he's like i'm not a part of this at all and uh and so yeah for it's like for not even a moment would he even consider uh anything other than that so i'm glad you were able to to kind of get into that and you know figure out what you needed to do and that you're in a city that at least isn't you know trying to show up at people's homes and i mean it's getting really yeah Rough. Yeah, it's real it's real easy um i was really when i found out so i kept reading the law so many times and i'm trying to like figure it out and like what do i do because the law is just the way it's worded I'm like, mm. come on danny you could do it right and i would get so overwhelmed and then come to find out like um so there's things you have to get notarized and it's a very general thing you just have to show the district of what you're going to teach mm -hmm. there is and you and you get um you have to get evaluated and um, once a year or whatever, and you have to send in paperwork every year, but there isn't, yeah, it's not like, I know New York is like a nightmare. I've probably California too. Um, New Jersey, I'm not far from Jersey. That's, it's just, oh my God. So I felt really lucky that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I actually thought you couldn't do that at all. Mm -hmm. I thought I had to be like a physically teacher. I just, you just can't have, um, a felony. Whoever's going to be with her can't have a felony. I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't have a felony. If I had a felony in the last five years, I wouldn't have been able to teach her, mm. which I also think is pretty messed up. But yeah, <laughs> like just so many rules on rules. 
but yeah, what a blessing to get her out of there. Just yeah, bro, brother Eric says, Yes, Danny, slaying the dragon. Yes, you need to. I need more. So I like I, you know, try to do all my manifesting and and you know and and really see like what is my dream? Like where where do could this life take me? You know, if I wasn't because I'm I'm not the one that toes the line. So in, in middle school, high school, I was always in trouble because I was always excuse me, like, you can't talk to us like that. Or no, like, I was never a rule follower. It wasn't because I was just bad and out of control. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of respect. I was intelligent. I was in all honors classes. I just don't like people telling me what to do for no reason. Like for, right. so now I'm to the point where it's just like this, the, the I, I'm my dream right now. So hopefully by the next time we have another podcast, I can tell you that this has worked out, but making income in a way that like my gifts to earth you know like I'm, I'm i'm giving back to earth and i'm making income and that's yeah. my dream at right now that's my next yeah <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. these bosses and, and tell me what to do and how to go to work in these dirty conditions and i'm working about them like you know construction and it's loud and like my nervous system like i've been a tough go-getter mm -hmm. my whole life i had a whole like more of a masculine energy like i'm very feminine and and whatever but i had to hold that like survival and and i was out there like i've slept in my car for nights i've you know, like I said, I was a dancer for so long. I've, I did so many things. You have to be tough and you, like, you can't cry. You got to, where I want to be like this soft, this, just this soft thing now. And like, even with the loudness from work, I'm, I'm just like, oh, like, no, I just, you yeah, know, like, yeah. bull belt and I'm like, yeah, and my ladder. And <laughs> right. And I just like, yeah. I want to, you know, I'm going to do it because right now it's, for some reason, it's part of the journey, but mm. Yeah, if I could get to the point where I can eat when I want to eat, I can get up when I want to get up, and I'm and I'm doing something good for people, like the earth, like something that's revolving. So that's that's where we're gonna we're gonna speak it here on the podcast. So then hopefully next time I can yeah. say, yeah, I did that one too. This is what, yeah, you, you could come on here and promote whatever it is that you <laughs> you come up with. If, if I got it's the kid type out of school. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, because I'm you know well, I'm a big advocate of of entrepreneurship and people. Take, just building their own empire, you know, build your own, uh, your own company, your own, whatever, like your thing, your own community, your own nation. We've been talking this way for years and, but and people think that where it's like hyperbole or that we're just like, Oh, ha ha. Yeah. There's like, no, we're like, we're building a new humanity. Mm. You know, we're building a, a new nation. Yeah. There might be like a, a handful of people that know about it now, but by the time, everybody else finds out it's gonna be too late it's already gonna be built and the folks that that were, were on board earlier are gonna be the ones that's gonna be a part of, uh, of of building it you know and and they're gonna have a place there and that's something that uh that that's gonna be you know this is gonna be interesting to to watch it and with these uh with, with what they're doing with the the just insane authoritarianism mm. uh and you know from especially when you look at a lot of these other countries and in australia and oh my goodness New Zealand, uk i mean there's uh, it's if if there's i mean it's all we can do at this point is if you're not over there if if you're there my thing is resist, you know, or just do what you need to do. I know it's de dependent on what, where you are in the country. Uh, it's, it's different, but you know, I, I'd be somewhere doing some, some kind of 
resistance and that kind of situation. But over here, we have the opportunity to build things and, and create private spaces where you can't, if, if you're vaccinated, you can't come in here. Mm. You can't come into our, our compound or our situation. Yeah. You know, that, you know, so y'all have y'all thing. We're going to have our, we'll have our own grocery stores. We're going to have our own electricity. We'll have our, we'll have ours. You have yours. Don't just, you stay over there. We're going to deal with us. And that's, and I don't want it to be like, I mean, I'd rather it not be like that. I'd rather we could, you know, do the peace and love type of imaginary thing, but that, you know, historically that's not been, that hasn't worked out for a lot of people. Uh, that have tried to do that and so uh, we just got to be able to pr- protect ourselves build something that that demands that kind of respect where it's just like look like this this is what we're doing leave us yeah. alone and the, and like a whole like year like thing like say you you were trying to get it but you have to like literally like you like you would be like clean for like a year because it's such a beast a beastie beastly way mm-hmm. that everyone lives it's like so low it's it's animal and it's not like the beautiful animals it's you know it's right. it's, it's a beastie sick thing it's just like you're not you're not gonna you can't even trust it until they're clean you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can't even yeah i i definitely i can't even imagine how beautiful that would be just to even so there's this woman a miss beverly and i keep wanting to go back and see miss beverly because so in germantown there's a restaurant, um, all the way live cafe. And she owns this restaurant and she's, I believe she said she was 70 something years old and she was beautiful. Oh my goodness. She probably in my head, I'm thinking she might be like late forties something. Mm. No, in her seventies. Um, she was really close to Dr. Sebi and just a dream of a woman. She had me in tears and I've never met anybody. So she was talking to me and this is in January. I went to go, um, eat some of her food Mm -hmm. and she uh was talking about how 40 some years ago she decided uh she was going to start eating raw she was she um, met dr sebi and then they they became really good friends and that her children because she was asking me about like my daughter and i was telling her like how they would harass her at lunch and what she was eating and all this stuff and she said that they would do that to her children Mm -hmm. as well she said i paid all this money for them to go to private school and that child services would show up at her house and stuff because she said they were like starving. Her. She was starving her children. And she kept, she told me, she said, I never would have made it without meditating though. And she always said, Tommy, I never would have made it. But I always want to go back to Miss Beverly because I don't have any like real people. And I was just like, I was always think like, would that be weird if I just reach out to her? Like I need a mentor, Miss Beverly. She was so awesome. But to see actually someone live it. So she was even telling me, she's like, your body's not even able to handle grapes one day because grapes aren't even she's Mm. she's like but for now you eat them grapes girl right (laughs) one day you're not gonna be able to handle it but it's it's to to me like you know so okay i've done some of these and and i've got to talk to you but when you are around face to face with someone living the lifestyle for x amount of years it's just it's like a whole like like when you recharge your phone or a battery you're like yeah yeah there's also a man i know someone said they were from philly um so it would be kind of a drive like maybe a 50 40 minute drive but there's this place called arnold's way so check out miss beverly's spot all the way live cafe in germantown and then um miss uh arnold's way is in lands 
Lansdale. Lansdale, PA. So Arnold's way is he's been doing it for about 40 years as well. Mm. He's in his 70s. He eats um, like uh, mostly raw, all raw food. And he has like something on the internet you can learn from. And his restaurant, he helps people go vegan. Mm. So for like $3 a day, he feeds them. If they pay him, I don't know how much it was, a month. Mm. Then they come in on a meal plan and he gives them a smoothie and, and a meal mm-hmm. every day and helps transition them out of their lifestyle into the raw foods living. Mm. And he is this, the dream. I just met this guy not too long. And I got so excited a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh my God, it's, it's phenomenal. He's not too close to me, so I can't. Mm-hmm. But he, his restaurant, like everybody came, they were given hugs and he was giving real food to people and salads and helping people. He wrote so many books and everything yeah, about yeah. stuff. So it's just awesome. I was just thinking about your community and just like, look at these two people I've met. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's, uh, well, and that was like kind of the whole piece behind the Eric Day celebration where it's like, all right, we're going to have, like, everybody here is on the path. Like everybody here knows we don't have to explain nothing. We don't have to go, you know, the yeah. normal is like, we ask, uh, so who in here is still eating meat? No one raised their hand. You know, it's like, all right, cool. You know, it's just, it's, it's a whole, whole different vibration. And that's something that, that it, it, if you know, you know, <laughs> as they, yeah. they say, if you know, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing when you find your people, you know, your, your tribe or your, whatever you want to call it, you know, your family, your community, because I never really, because we all, we're all part of different various communities and we got our family and that kind of stuff. But I, I never felt like I fit in anywhere in the, in the plus and mucus society. Like I didn't, you, you do your best. You try to, you wear your little clothes and, mm. and try to, you know, act however, whatever, be cool kids or whatever it is that you do. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. or if you're aloof and you try to, you know, it's like you, you, so you, you try to condition yourself into going along with this program. And there's some people that are really good at that. They're able to just hypnotize themselves. They mm. really believe that they are these people that they, these characters that they're playing, they really think that that's who they are. And they're just, they're just in it. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I just knew that this was like, eh, this, this ain't it. You know, I'll play the game for a while, but there, there's gotta be something more than this. And then I started studying and came across the mucus diet. And, uh, but, and that changed everything. Cause that, that allowed me to then become, who I really am the where like, well, now I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in my body. I'm comfortable wherever I'm at, you know, where even, you know, in, internally I'm comfortable, yeah. you know, uh, maybe if, if there's a barbecue and there's, there's a bunch of stuff, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not super, I'm, I'm still comfortable inside. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm more irritated. Like yeah. Yeah, I don't want to smell this nasty. Like maybe stop, stop killing things and eating it. Cooking it, needing it. Come on, people. But yeah, we're we're real. Yeah, it's it just brings you, it brings you back to yourself too. Like I think too, like the awkward stage of like teenagers and the, the school thing and fitting in and just imagine they were, they were gifted this lifestyle and they could just 
love themselves and show up, you know, I'm hoping I can give this gift to my daughter, you know, cause mm. I, I don't know what is, you know, how it is going to be like for her and she will be around, you know, the mucus people. And, you know, I would like, I, I like, I pray like, come on, man, like just more mucusless kids or someone more, cause her mind's gonna be so different than these kids. And it's like, yeah, I need- Well, I forgot, I, I've been gonna, there's somebody I want to get you in touch with that that's out there that's uh i meant to i forgot to do that but i'm oh, gonna do that yeah the yeah that another uh where y'all could have your own little your own little community of well that was another know, thing yeah the, the woman miss beverly i when we were there um because i know she said her daughter was working there and then there was her daughter i think that was like her daughter's kids just like running around the restaurant and I, like the back of my head i'm like can can we be friends with you guys because <laughs> she said yeah but like that you know yeah and so like our kids might be living like that and you know, to my daughter, she's like, she's like a unicorn running around. She don't know anybody like this, you know, mm-hmm. but it's great. Cause someone was, was asking for free samples for like mushroom jerky at, um, at Whole Foods. They were like passing it out. So mm. as she, she runs over and, and the girl goes, would you like some mushroom jerky? And she was like, um, am I allowed? Can I please see the ingredients list? And then the lady gives it to her and I'm like, yeah, girl. But I mean, she <laughs> she caught up on that like around like eight years old. She was good at reading labels, but now she's like on point. She won't even ask me for something. She just, and she's like, nah, because she knows what we can add. Mm-hmm. But it's good. But yeah, then the, I've, the comfort in my own skin is phenomenal compared to like the awkward, I don't know, like a crawling in my skin. Mm. It's just, and like, I don't know. It's kind of like this was, it has to be a calling. Like you were saying, like you just felt like something you didn't fit in anywhere. Just like, yeah, it's just not comfortable. And mm-mm. what we're taught to do in society that I found is it 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 feel because it all you know it's always felt like everybody's just acting, you know, and it, and it it just looks like that to me. And it looked and even back then, like it, I just thought everybody was maybe sort of new. Like there was a part of them that knew that this was all sort of like we're playing some kind of elaborate stage play or something but we're all you know and a lot of people aren't they're not conscious of that (laughs) they're just sort of into it thinking like yeah this is this is real life but i always sort of had this this existential type of experience whereas okay i'm i'm building my character and i go to school i'll be the the musician jock guy and, and and that kind of stuff and but when i go to these parties it really was like it's it's sort of like the displays of status because everybody wants to try to establish their status and and act in a way they're align themselves in a way where they'll have, uh, you know, higher status and so that they can seem more attractive. And then there's all the little games like that the guys play where they're, there's like the little alpha male stuff where they're, you know, just ready to fight anybody at any moment, you know, and then there's the stuff, the whip, you know, so there's this, this whole, but that's what it looked like to me. Even then it was just like this game. We were just yeah. messing around. Like we're just playing this, this little, like the uh, game of Thrones type of thing. It's just, just everybody wants to try to develop their status and we're acting like what we see other people that have status do like that, that we're trying to act like that. And so people now, I mean, I can, you know, turn on what Hannah Montana, I don't know what the kids are watching, but whoever the, uh, was that a uh, Kardashians and all this stuff uh, and real housewives and all this mess. It's like kids are acting like that. They're they're yeah. That's their, their model is mm-hmm. like, okay, 
So that's what it is to be successful. That's what it is to get all this money. So I let's get all kinds of plastic surgery and let me get fake stuff, all injections and go in the tanning bed. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's a, it's a very strange uh, reality, you know. Yeah, it's I can't just even <laughs> I really have words because it's getting so scary. I used to wear like makeup. Um not all the time, but a lot of the time. Like I couldn't go anywhere without mascara and like foundation. I don't know what I. But like, if you think about it, though, like I was sick looking because I, I was, I, I was looking like everybody else. Because now I see people and I'm like, you're like cusping on gray. Like mm -hmm. your skin is gray, man. Like yeah. you know what I mean. The, the white ones get a little green gray. It's like this. Mm -hmm. You can see they're like near death. It's like scary. Anyway, and yeah. they're not even dying though. It's just you can see people's skin now, and. And then I just, now if I see like a whole face painted to makeup, it's just like, what? It's like startling to me. I used to color my hair all the time, mm -hmm. constantly. It was like an addiction. Like it's the, the amount of addictions that I have broke. Like I mm -hmm. just tell myself like, nah, it's like I don't color my hair. Um, I don't wear the makeup. Um, I stopped getting tattoos. There was like a piercing thing. I, I was just what am I doing? Like just mutilating the hell out of myself for what good reason. And now when I see other people doing it, even like to like the curl, like, and this not to anybody who does this, it's just that I had, I couldn't go out with like a curling iron to my hair or a blow dryer to my hair. Now I'll just mm. let it go wild and, or just clip it up. And when I see other people with their hair done, I just think like, Oh, like I used to work in a hair salon too. So and it never worked out for me. I never could really get into it. Cause I didn't want to tell anybody like, girl, you're fine. Like the grays look great on you. Like, what are you talking about? But I couldn't get into it. Cause I just think everybody should just like, I trim my own hair. I pull it out. I cut like, I don't know. I just think the more primal to me now is the more beautiful. And, and like I said, no shame to anybody's doing that. Or if that makes you feel good, I think everybody should do what they want. But I just feel that the more I came into this life, so the more I fast and the more it's just, I just want to be this primal natural being that just like wakes up and here I am, which I actually went to like a work meeting and like slippers the other day. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like sneakers and cat, you know, a bunch of construction dudes. And I'm mm -hmm. there in like these like pants with like my slippers and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm doing. I played a part with my high vis and my, my tool belt. And then, I just want to be in sandals, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just I want to be barefoot, really. Barefoot, yeah, on the beach in the woods somewhere. Yes. Just, yeah. Yes, somewhere warm, because this weather is just, this is about the time of the year where, like, it all comes crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I this can't. is. And then, and then working on, like, like last minute, working on the roof and just watching, because they'd be like, there's a real bad snowstorm coming and I would watch them planes and I would watch them chemtrails. And then mm. the days that they were going hard with it, the snow mm. would be the worst. Mm. And I'm like, mm. and I would try to tell people at work. I'm like, yo, this is wild. Like those aren't clouds. Like, you know, that these aren't clouds. Right. And they would just look at me like, shut up. I'm like, what? Yeah. what do you mean? Like, I'm not even, are you calling like, it's like, oh, she's the conspiracy. Theory. I'm like, I'm not look up. Right. <laughs> Take a peek and then watch it snow crazy tomorrow. Yep. But quite the experience this this transition is i don't know it's something else but then then you start realizing because i feel like when i was little i was like oh like you get to a certain age and everybody's like grown up or you think people get somewhere and they they got it together mm -hmm. and now i'm just like everybody is shot out like certifiably this is the insanity is just 
think, oh my God, I didn't know. You think some people have it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You think, yeah. (laughs) Where in from, from the bottom to the top, it's like just, just chaos. Like you said, they're playing those roles. Yeah. Everyone's in this like game, like you were saying of, of playing these roles. And I'm like, Damn, because I grew up where I'm like, I thought I was like this weird child who grew up in a mentally ill home and everyone had mental illness. Yeah, to a certain extent, other people weren't, what was happening to me wasn't happening to other people. But at the same time, everybody's in some level in a home with mental illness, you know, because I just look at it, I'm like, what is going on? Like, you should watch these people, um, these parents, they, oh, my battery they um, masked their children and let them play soccer. So my daughter's in soccer and these kids are running around. I'd be like 80 degrees with these masks on, just running up and down the field. And I'm like, what? I'm getting like mad. I'm like saying things and you guys are just going to let this happen. And they really will come back with like, oh, like they're so excited. Like I heard the other moms talking about, um, about being excited about the inoculation being passed for the kids. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Nut, nutty. <laughs> insane lady yeah but mind you they're all the parents are stand, sitting there with no masks on but the kids were running around i wrote a letter saying that my my daughter i always when you need a doctor just use that she has a condition that she needs oxygen because i never like to say things and then like it would lead it to happen mm-hmm. so her condition is that she needs oxygen which it works which is just weird though like so does your kid your kid has the same condition everybody but but yeah, she didn't have to wear one. So everyone else had one on. She didn't have to have one on. So like, there are ways that you don't have to do this to your kids, you know? Right. But I feel like a lot of them are just, they, they, they're fine with it. It's scary. I mean, in this, and in, in, I'm going to try to play a little, <laughs> little of this. I don't know if he, I, I changed the speed. I'm hoping that I don't, they don't get hit me with the, uh, with like, the, with the copyright thing. But this is. Oh my God! It looks like down, down in Philly. It is. It's streets is of Philly, it? Ken- Kensington Avenue. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a bunch of these videos. This oh uh, Kim Kim Gray. They okay. they just they just driving around the street, yeah. and I really ain't never seen nothing like really this bad. Like, oh my God! Yeah, that's like yeah, that's right out in Philly, man. I'm like that really. Oh, these people, and they're just letting this happen. They don't even clean up the trash. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you can just see it, 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 she's got a. I mean, she just has a syringe in her hand you just, just, just and you walk over you walk like a block over and like people are trying to be all uppy yuppie like mm. hipsterville with their little the same type of town like right it's just crazy they're not picking just a up couple the- blocks over yeah yeah like every morning that I'm, I'm walking into work i'm in uh a hospital working right now um you're just walking by people sleeping pat like tarps on them there's tents in the city like and then you have these people like shopping and doing whatnot and just walking by these people it's just look at this and then there's children walking up and down here like these hmm. people have children yeah yeah i mean and this is so this is the reality so when people start like i don't want to hear it you know when people start talking about oh this is the greatest the greatest country and the greatest society mm-hmm. and the greatest such and such and all this little patriotism and every all this kind of stuff about wherever I'm just like, look, man, this this is a pus and mucus based world yeah. that needs to end. That that part of this story needs to come to an end because 
you can't because people will blame like, well, this this is because of capitalism did this, or this is because of socialism, or this because of this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is because of pus and mucus poisoning. Period. Mm-hmm. That is the foundation yeah. of all of this. And they treat them like animals. And I'm like, you don't know if that little girl, I mean, that woman might have been a little girl getting molested by her parents, was was out on her own early, or if that that boy, like you don't know what happened mm-hmm. to him and, and something happens to him. They treat them like they're like they're there's no human, like they're just disgusting filth of the earth. And it's like, how do you even expect it to him to even I don't know. I just this just that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, that's that that caste system mentality that's always been around, and people want to act like there's there's not really a caste systems, and now they're trying to create the medical caste system. Oh yeah. Where you know they're the the people that have gotten their inoculation versus the people that haven't. You know, so if you haven't, then you you know you don't have your passport. You don't get your you're, uh, you know, they can start taking every all kinds of stuff away. Uh, you can't get your license. Like, yeah. that, what about then? You know, because people, because it's always there, because it, it, that's where it gets me when people aren't resisting. It's like, okay, what if they, you can't go into the grocery store without proof of mm-hmm. compliance? You can't. Because, uh, yeah, because we're, it, you won't be far from being on the street with these people. You don't know. You know, this is basically where we're all headed. But I mean, without, you know, drug use or whatever, but at a certain point, like how many people that get forced out onto the streets then turn to drugs, like they're on the street. I was out, I was out in Colorado and Denver a couple years back and it's probably like maybe six years ago. And the amount of homeless people out in Denver was insane, mm. but it wasn't like, this is some scary stuff. Like I, I actually, this is. Yeah, Crazy. this is like a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, and like to just go when I'm going to work or you're driving down the street, this is it's just you know, you're trying to walk, it's wildness, no garbage, all that. But in Denver, you're the homeless rate was just like out of control. And I have a friend who lives out there, and she said that you know, once the marijuana got legal, they upped the rent in one year mm. by 700 percent. Mm. And every, they just pushed out all these people on the streets, raised the rent like that. So the the next year they had to pass a law that you couldn't raise the rent by a certain amount in a certain time because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. their homeless thing, but nobody put, let those people move back in. Mm. Like they didn't, they, they changed it. So like, all right, now it won't be as bad, but now the, they're, all those people in Denver just for money, just so they can have these little towns with their food mm. shops and their beer tastings and just, yeah. And then they have like all these things too, like all the billboards out in Philly and stuff talking about, oh, like for hunger, you know, the people they'll stand with the buckets to feed people homeless for Thanksgiving or whatever. And it's just mm-hmm. like, why is there not fruit trees everywhere? Right. Like what in the madness? Like at, at what point don't we realize that if someone cared about hunger, the gardens and everything in every block and the fruit trees, like all they'll be like, oh well, some like I, someone had this argument with me, they said, oh, trees don't grow out of cement there's a tree like in between everything in philly like in the center city there's still a tree right here just in the center yeah yeah well (laughs) then that gets into just the whole how wrong this these urban centers and cities that are made out of concrete are Mm -hmm. in the first place yeah totally the whole design concept just wrong from the start yeah uh but you know that's that's another (laughs) that's kind of another topic but yeah. yeah Yeah, man. Because I actually, I um, when I moved out here, because I'm originally from um, Bethlehem area, and when I moved out here, right outside of Philly, I really wanted to go help 
and give haircuts. I was trying to figure out, like, looking up how I could get, like, running water somehow to be able to shampoo hair and stuff and be mm. able to get some haircuts. Just do whatever on my free time. Yeah, hand, out yeah. apple, hand out apples. Because me and, and um, my man, Brian, we keep, like, extra apples and stuff because there's always somebody somewhere that that needs it. And and they'll we just pass them out as we're going to work, coming home from work because there's just homeless people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, one time I didn't have any and, and I had, like, a dish full of um, chopped up cucumbers and and berries and stuff and i said i don't have anything do you want this and he was like yeah and i literally he just was like sure and i scooped it out and gave it to him and a lot of people like oh they just want drugs they don't want food and i'm like everybody takes my food mm-hmm. there's not one person who ever passed and no i don't want your apple you know or yeah. i don't want your fruit so it's messed up but i can't with since the pandemic hit i don't know if it was 2000 some shootings no no mm. it's just, just this year it's 2000 shootings in philly i believe in just mm. one year since wow. the year yeah and um lots of children are getting shot like they just lighten up the street and it's i wanted to go and just do hair and it's just like i can't it's just it's a mad mad like what how is covid though for your health right oh i said the word yeah that's all right well my (laughs) thing is too like brother air said about aids where where's all the statistics of we we should have dozens of of, of people yeah. that they're finding in the alleys. Oh, so-and-so died of COVID. Oh, there's yeah. 30, 40 homeless people died tonight in an alley on down on the street of COVID. You don't mm-hmm. get more by next to each other. I'm not hearing stories about that. All the people that I hear that are dying of this thing are, in, go, are end up in hospitals. They're not dying like at home. They're, they're going, and there's a whole other discussion about what they do to you when you show up <laughs> that's uh helping to cause uh mm-hmm. some of these things which we i guess we probably probably can't talk about that either but uh yeah yeah like yeah that's a good yeah just think about that it's like oh if if that was so for that lady that wanted to go, go cough on everybody or whatever uh, uh she should love this she should just she should think that you know all these folks will just be dead in a week well they're not mm-hmm. they're, they're still here and uh and they're still looking for for the heroin and what it cracked and whatever it is that's happening out here for the uh, for the folks that's, that's in into that part but yeah and that goes way past kensington man like that's there's people sleeping with them tarts over them lamped out right over like uh where the, the heat the steam and stuff comes out mm. it's crazy it's a real free-for-all out here it's it's and when so it gets sad. Yeah, and then when and then when it gets like real cold, when it starts getting down into the 30s and the 40s, and these folks are, because that that's the one thing that it, it was interesting <laughs> going to uh, in Miami was uh, it, it was like because every every city has homeless folks and play it was like it was actually kind of tidy the places I went and maybe I didn't I'm didn't go everywhere so I maybe there maybe there are some places that's look I didn't see anything that looked like that down there yeah. uh, but it was like tidy the 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 like the, the homeless encampments they kind of had it kind of kind of hooked up and I was like okay this is this is different <laughs> than than yeah. this it's like well I kept saying if, if the inoculations and like we get forced I'm like we have to kind of just start thinking about getting down south. Oh yeah. Like because even when you come well so we we're on South Beach like you come off the beach there's showers right there like you can you know you can make it work down there. 
Like it's not, it gets brutally cold up here. And then it's like, yeah, but you know, you, okay. So you got your showers, you got, you know, you can make it, you can make it work down South if worse came to worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, those are the, 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 the plans, you know, the, the exit <laughs> strategies and the emergency yeah. plans. My you friends all have, have like, oh, like meet us here. Like my, well, my one friend's husband, she, he's all, but I'm like thinking like, I, we gotta, I gotta go down South. Like, I'm not trying to. I'm not, I don't know what, I always think like, hopefully. I mean, I even look, cause my plans, I'm, I even get to a point where I'm like, okay, if the gas, if, if uh, there's, yeah. a, if the gas shortage, if there's no gas left, I calculated how long it'd take on bike. Just mm. going down like, okay, let me just. Yo, I didn't think backpack. of that because bikes, I should get bikes. Mm. So my daughter just, she was always so scared to ride a bike. And mm. when she was little, the one neighbor kid went flying off the, he was a nut. And he went like speed and flew off of his handlebars and like smashed his whole face up. So ever since then, she wouldn't get on the bike. She was scared. And everyone's like, you got to teach her. And I'm like, yeah, but she's, she's already set herself up for like a crash and she gets all scared. So she's going to crash. So I was just like, she go on her own good time. And she did. She learned how to ride a bike last year mm. with my mom. And yeah. so now she's awesome that we've been saying like, oh, I need to get a bike, but because we'll walk with her and she rides her bike everywhere or whatever. And she'll ride bikes with my mom and but now I'm like, oh, I do need a bike, don't I? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. For real though. That's the that's the direction it's going in. Mm. So uh yeah, so the final thing. So tell us a little okay. bit about your your love of dance, as that's one thing in the mucus diet healing system that Arnold Eric mentions as one mm. of the perfect exercises is dance. Uh dancing and, and sort of a, you know expression of the physic physical humanity. Uh, so tell tell us a little bit about that and how that's played a role in your your life and your transition. All right. Uh, so dance, dance has saved. Let me just tell you that dance has saved my life to the fullest. Um, from when I was little, I would dance in my room. I always had like just like hiding up in my room, um, away from everybody. I didn't have a TV in my room or anything, but I would turn on like Power ninety nine and. I had like the tape thing and I would record, like they would put on a new song or something and something would come out and it would be so good. Like I know Maya was out at that point and my mom, like I said, was in a blues band. So sometimes here in the basement, she'd be playing around like, you know, funk stuff and everything. And I'd be in my room moving and dancing. And I just fell in love with it from an early age on because uh, there was, my mom was in a band, but like my family, like my dad played drums, my uncle played bass. So there was, uh, there's always music going on. Mm. And I'd find me down there when I was like four, just jamming with them, mm -hmm. grabbing mics or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it really kept me going. And I'd say, I remember I went to like a house party in like high school and then I found reggae. And I started finding like things, oh my God, the reggae hit and I was just moving. And it started, you know, coming to a point where I would just ex try to escape. Like, if my friends were doing something, going to a movie, like, I had to be somewhere there was music. Like, where's the music? I need to see it. And what was good, you know, I had a lot of traumas, but my my parents always raised me on live, real music. So, like, real thankful for that, you know? Yeah. The horns, the, the, the guitar, the drums, just, like, actually being a part of that was so good. So once I had my daughter, boom, right to bands. Here's a band, and, you know, her, she's, like, tiny, and I'll take her little arms mm -hmm. and, and grooving. Um, so I was actually um, a dancer at a club for quite some time. And although people would say, you know, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. It was like a go-go bar or whatever. Um, 
I got to make my own hours. I was in control of my own thing at the same time. So I think about me in the mucusless diet now, wanting to live a dream. I would love to share dance and movement of healing mm. is is the dream yeah. in in a healing way. So if mm -hmm. you think about like I was saying, like a beastie dark way that, you know, I guess that's where I was at the Google Bark dancing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can I but I was doing it. I was doing the living, you know, the movement, but I wasn't doing it in a beautiful manner, which I feel like sensuality and women there's this power in us that we have and it's not in a beastly sense that the world makes us out to be. And if we could tap into this fire and be free with it in a tribal manner, that it could awaken and empower women in such a way, instead of make them look, you know, like somebody you throw money at or something, but instead it would be like, no, this is my fire. This is my energy. And I, um, I dance, I make sure that my daughter's dancing and the lymph system is like a real big thing. And that thing doesn't move unless you get moving. So it's it's been a real, I've tried yoga and I've, I've done yoga things, um, but I can't really sit still with it. So movement and flowing, it's more of like a dance yoga has really, really gotten like my joints. I have really achy and stiff joints. I've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis that um, I don't, I don't know. Cause I, you know, like the whole medical thing, like, what do you know? But I do right. wake up really stiff and achy and it's, if I don't keep moving, it gets a lot worse. So it's like, I could still be eating fine and great. You know what I mean? But my joints still get, get all locked up. And I think if you don't know, and you're not inspired and you're feeling stuck, that the best thing you could do is, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is put on some music and move around. And I love this video. Cause like at the end, cause we were dancing for so long before I popped this on mm -hmm. and I'm like jumping and I'm like, all right, I'm done. And she's like, just roll with me. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> as simple as this at the end of that like get on your head roll around and just get moving yeah yeah see right there that's when she's just like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had for a while like the hashtag the danny lucky g lightning show we would get wild yeah. on that thing <laughs> that's cute and then um instagram kept like yeah i'm like all right i'll roll yeah <laughs> Cause there's in those moments, I think too, because you know, I do the meditation and all that stuff, but in these moments you're creating, you're not in your mind and you're free. And there's times that when I was younger, I mean, yeah. Cause again, you know, you're going, you're like, all right, like I go to the club or a bar by myself and, and I just start dancing and people be like, who are you here with? Like, mm. like myself, you know, but even, you know, cause you're, this is where I was living. This is what was happening, but it, it was saving my life to just find somewhere to move and dance and be free as hell. And, you know, I, now I'm, I'm hoping to be able to like find and express myself, you know, in a healthy environment of these ways. But the dance always, always brought me back to sanity. I, I don't know what I would have did without it. You know, my sister like played instruments, you know, I had friends who like did sports. They were really involved in things. And mean, I mean, I think about the movie um, Flash Dance, where she's like wants to be a dancer. She's just like teaching herself, and then she yeah. goes in there into the dance school or whatever. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Like I was never authentically trained, you know, a real mm -hmm. dancer, but my soul is a dancer. Yeah, yeah, and like just don't stop moving, man. There's everyone's got a beat, a groove of some sort. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if you think you're not moving right, just who cares? Move. Feels good. Right. Yeah. And the uh, and then everybody so the in the in the poll is for exercise and dance right <laughs> the uh, yeah people don't so, understand that 
Yeah. So, okay. So the poll, I feel like everybody should have one. <laughs> so now the world has made it out to be this like dark thing. Right. But it doesn't have to be that way. It can be empowering. It can be awesome. Amazing. So they have a lot of like pole classes and pole fitness, uh, things of that nature. So when you're dancing, you're working out your arms, you're going upside down. It's, it's so fun. It's just like, you feeling like you're out in the jungle somewhere and you're just having the time of your life. Yes. And it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like I'm not in a dark bar, you know, like it doesn't have to be what it is. And it's becoming such a movement. They're actually trying to push to get in the Olympics, which I, mm. they were to get it into the Olympics and these mm -hmm. videos I watched. So COVID with the mask thing, I haven't been able to take any classes and a lot of the moves, mm. you need someone there because like the one yeah. move, like if my ankle would be like this and I just tilted a little bit, I could fall right on my head. Mm. So there's a lot of things you got to actually have um, yeah. training with, which kind of stinks. Cause I just want to, everywhere because I'm, I'm are they all so the all the the schools or the places they're they're all like you have to wear a mask while you're yeah because it's all in the city mm. so where i was from there was one um like 10 minutes away from where i used to live but that's like two hours from here and i'm sure they wouldn't like things are a lot lenient over there but yeah. when you go into philly you forget like when i walk in philly like everyone has a mask on the street mm. they don't even what are you doing like you're taking a walk like everyone <laughs> yeah 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 some scary stuff but yeah don't be scared of the pole climb on it you get strong you get you get so strong because you're just yeah, it takes lifting. a lot of strength yeah yeah you're lifting all your body weight and everything and and it's just so much fun and you can like swing around and kick things it's so much fun yeah it's just like you're flying but yeah. yeah so the the dream is actually i'm trying so for the last like year or so i've been trying to make a workout like you know not zumba but in that kind of manner. So it would be like a workout class um, because I, I was trying to figure out where I could rent space to start teaching the pole. But mm -hmm. then, you know, COVID and all that happened. Um, so a, a woman more like an empowering woman, a sensual dance, but fitness at the same time and to get you moving because a lot of these classes are like, there's like, it's just not, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's not fun, but you, what was the, the dance thing back in the day in like the seventies where like everybody would clap and they danced down a line? A little, <clears throat> what they, I mean, different line. It was a bunch of line dances. No, like, like, what was that? It was that show one? that used to be on. They had like good soul. Music. Oh, the um, Soul Train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then everybody starts. Yeah, yeah. Everybody and wants to move down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the workout classes, when I make this, that's what's happening at the end of every class. We're gonna like, yeah, yeah we all hype each other up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah, I wonder the kids still do that at dancing because we we yeah. we actually did that in the nineties. We we would do because we we had the Soul Train line and yeah, we, you know everybody would line good, up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, you're like, what? So like, imagine because like you know you're a mom and say you don't want to drink or you know if you're doing the mucus list thing or you're not, you're just like a regular mom who like you're not getting dressed up and you're not going out dancing and you you know like you kind of just I feel like you come to my class and you let loose and then you hype you up. And then when you leave, you just have this energy that like, you got it, girl, you got it. You know? yeah. yeah. And then that's what I'd like to give people. Also, that's where you push on all the, the, the mucus lists and, and push. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds like a Miami class. Like down oh. there, the folks down there is open to that. You know, yes. you know I like, like that. That's that's where I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get that way. I, I've, yeah. to, I've been to Miami so many times now because, 
I just even just bought a plane ticket for the end of January mm. because I'm just like, I got to get back. I just yeah. be in the water and like, oh my God, we were down there last, in the summer and I literally would get up, go down there, be in the water, go get a smoothie, come back in the water till the sun went down. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't leave the water. <laughs> so felt yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, and then the plant-based things, a lot of raw food folks oh, down there. Yeah, you can you can, yeah, you can actually eat. Yeah. Places, like, you can find places to eat. Yeah. If, even if you're on the Mugus diet, there's a couple like, oh, I'm surprised. Okay. Actually, mm-hmm. have things that I could eat here. Okay. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of like the, that, that's a lot, a lot of us are looking south. You know, we're, we're, we're looking south at uh, the possibilities and that seems to be the the one the one state where folks are at least there's a little political resistance yeah the one, that's what i keep thinking too. i'm like at least something's happening there yeah you know i can people you know and i'm telling you there's something about that sun that may i don't know what's happening over in california the sun ain't hitting them right but yeah there's, there's something about like the sun that like just makes you want to be healthier like you just can't help it and the ocean water like people people drink people have the fool and then they get in that ocean they wonder why they feel better being all crazy at the beach but not when they're at home mm-hmm. you know it's that it's there's magic in that in that salt water maybe florida is the place heck yeah <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's definitely the definitely some stuff going on down there that's that's interesting <laughs> it's, uh, yeah to say the least yeah so all right it is uh been wonderful having you on the program today everybody give uh danny a uh a round of applause i'm act, i always act like this is like a live show <laughs> but then they do it in the comment section and uh so yeah so i really th- thank you so much for just you just opening up and i know your story is gonna really help a lot of people a lot of folks that because I know there's a lot of folks that watch that that don't say anything or don't comment and just they but they watch and they're looking for just inspiration and help. And, and I know that, you know, your story is going to really touch a lot of people. And so uh, so I appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing uh, so much with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad it worked out. And to anybody, I'm, I hope if anybody that I can inspire, just know that it doesn't matter if you're perfect. Like if they're, like I said before, I just want to reach out that you don't have to be perfect. Just keep messing up. As long as you're trying and you keep going back, the body will do it for you. And it's okay because we weren't here. It's not like we were fed all this fruit and we just like turned a blind eye. Like it's ourselves. It's deep. And that I mean, anybody, I, like I'm, you got my Instagram now that wants to message me or reach out. Mm. Um, I'm here. I've been through stuff and I'm, I'm somehow still here. And if you need help, just reach out because that's if my story can help somebody. I mean, thank God I lived it then, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that said at the uh, Danny Lucky. That's for the IG. And so, so all right. Well, we will wrap up today's uh, program. And uh, like we said, we had a little bit of a late start, but we I knew that once we got rolling, everything would be would be great and so uh yeah one last time i want to thank the sponsors of this show uh, uh nord vpn again uh, you should have a vpn if you don't have one i definitely encourage you to 
use our link because that's a way that you can help out the program show and i only get behind products that i actually really uh, believe in and, and use myself so and uh so yeah everybody keep keep on cleaning yourself up keep on doing your animals get clean yourself out and uh, yeah and, and do what you need to do to you know make your plans make be we got to get into this survivalist mentality, this prepper mentality. We got to be ready. This supply chain issues. Uh, I mean, it, it's only going to get crazier. You know, people and then people are worried about, oh, I can't buy presents for Christmas. And this is like you need to worry about having some food <laughs> when when all the electricity goes. You you need a plan when when the electricity goes and the gas is, is gone uh you know you need to have have a little plan together and so that's something that i encourage you uh to do so anyway i uh, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time peace love and breath we are mucus free we are mucus free we are mucus free Free. We are mucus free. We are mucus free.